Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a football Friday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And everybody's here working hard on a Friday, doing their job. So we are on Facebook Live and YouTube, right? No, we are not. But good news, we will be soon. Uh, So stay tuned for that. We had a fun show yesterday interacting with you. I want to do that again. Oh, we're not on Facebook and YouTube. Holy crap, are we doing this? We are. I know there's pain. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? These chains. No one can change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Is it really fair to feel? This way inside Come on now Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye Until then baby Are you gonna let them hold it down and make it your cry Don't you know, don't you know Things have changed, things are going your way If you hold on for one more day If you hold on for one more day Things are going your way Our first Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Phillips hold on break. Are we now? Are we on Facebook Live? Are we? Are we on? I'm scheduling it to go live at 3:03. All right, first two. Oh, okay. And don't the blame for your unhappiness. Oh, baby, you got yourself into your own mess. No worries pass you by Ooh, is it hard to try To change your mind Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye Until then, baby Are you gonna let them hold her down and make you cry? Don't you know, don't you know Things will change, things will go your way If you hold on for one more day Hold on for one more day Things will go your way Hold on for one more day I know that there is pain And Facebook is not on live And YouTube's not working right now We're not on video So we can sing what we want to sing And break free, break from the YouTube chains Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Till then, baby, 
Are you gonna let them hold it down and make you cry? Cause you know, cause you know, things will change, things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. This might be the best open to a show that we have done in ages. I love when YouTube and Facebook are down and we can sing copywritten songs and not get in trouble. All right, welcome into the program. Clip you Rock. wanted to do it before. Shirley, great job on that, by the way. I had it sitting right here for this very occasion. Now we have to, uh, I got to pick a new song for next time this happens. But that was good. That felt good. Got me excited for today's show. Got me excited for a pirate football weekend. So uh, what was I saying? Did I even get to the guest? I didn't even say no. he was here. Shirley's here. CJ is working to get us on Facebook and YouTube. And the Chan Man. Chandler Honeycutt is beside me, the man of Chan. Uh, I really wanted to sing with you guys, but I was not introduced. <laughs> so I had to sit here in silence. Oh, what a and shame. I, and, I, and I know the song. I just don't know the lyrics that well. So, I, I mean... Yeah, but that was a great song. Great job by you and Shirley. That was amazing. That do it. The do it. The do it. The do it. Yeah, we do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I am a little. I'm a little jealous that you were not a part of that because you know it's usually me and you. Yeah, the weapons of ass destruction. That's right. So what does that make you and Shirley? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Uh, but, But great job there to open the show. All right, so looks like we are on Facebook and YouTube, so you can join us there, chime in. And uh, we want to hear from you today. We want that like button smashed. We want to uh, know what you're eating at the tailgate tomorrow, your thoughts on the game, your pick-to-click, your pirate player pick-to-click, your favorite Wilson Phillips song, everything. We want to hear from our guy yesterday. Is he getting divorced? What was his name? Austin. 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 Uh, we need an Austin update. So if you're out there tuned in, Austin, we'd love to hear from you as well. All right. Uh, coming up on the show, we got our Flight by Yingling ECU football report. We'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick, Miles Berry coming up in this hour. Also, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us. Barstool Sports Zone, Jeff Nadeau, will join us this hour. We'll. Uh, We'll talk to Jeff on the Bud Light pregame tailgate Saturday, so we'll go over uh, Friday's slate because you got some games coming up tonight, including Old Dominion, Virginia Tech. We'll do some scouting on ECU's next opponent, but also I'm, I'm intrigued by that matchup tonight in Norfolk. That line is dropping down towards Old Dominion, so we'll talk about that with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Tony Dunn is in here at 4 o'clock. Prediction time. We've got division winners. We've got wild cards. We'll pick our playoff teams for 2022 when Tony joins us. As uh, we do have a game to kind of preview. It's next Thursday, but by the time we talk next week, it'll have happened. Uh, Bills Rams kick it off next Thursday night. So looking forward to that. We'll talk NFL with Tony Dunn. Busy hour three. Morgan Ehlers will join us. Uh, ahead of his PA duties at Daddy Ficklin Stadium tomorrow. Also, Brian North, Mark Greenhilge. So we are packed on a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Free Beer Friday as well. We've got some beer to give away. We'll tell you more on that later. All right. 
Chandler, how you feeling after the party? Last I want to talk about the party. All I want right, to talk, talk about, about how awesome, how fun that party was last night. It truly was the party of the year. A lot of people showed out for this. A great job, obviously, by everybody that set it up. And thanks to Bud Light for the sponsorship and the State Theater for hosting that. And I, I talked to a lot of people last night, and they you know appreciate us for what we do and we appreciate those that follow us and support us here at pirate radio and they had a really great time it was a great way to start off the football weekend football is back ec versus nc state tomorrow one day away on the david price construction countdown to kickoff and uh but the party was awesome we had mike houston fired our freaking tails up i want to play this folks if you missed out on the party well first of all i'm sorry you brought that. your own sound clips to play uh, well, EC Barstool on Twitter got a hold of somebody's video, and I'm pretty sure it was Kenny Curlins because he got really good video. He was up uh, front and personal, front row, and Mike Houston had to say this to the crowd last night. But yeah, had uh, Coach Houston speak, had uh, Jeff, the voice Jeff Charles, who's entering his 35, 35th year as the voice of the Pirates. Jeff said, uh, talking about 20 years of Pirate Radio next year, and said, we're going to have a hell of a party next year. We're going to have a hell of a party next year, and we can't wait to see you. But uh, awesome, awesome crowd. The Breakfast Club yeah. was off the chain. They were so awesome. Um, they actually ended the show. People were like wanting an encore. They came out and played Don't Stop Believing to end their set. Oh, nice. Um, and then obviously we had the after party. Uh, Mikhail Buck was at Dirty Dan's last night. It was just a great night kicking off the football season with the pirate nation a lot of fun and uh yeah it was great to interact with the the pirate nation and uh had a blast last night at another year of the pirate radio football kickoff party i'll tell you what i had a blast watching college football last night those games were awesome while you were partying late into the night chandler i was watching penn state and purdue go down the wire mm-hmm. As well as West Virginia and Pitt going back and forth, wild game there, crazy crowd as well, and uh, man, it was uh, you couldn't have wrote a better script for the first Thursday night of the college football season. Two great games there. I do have a suggestion for the party next year. Let's get some TVs in that building. I'm bringing my own damn TV. Um, but Dirty Dance, we went there for the after party and really good crowd there. But I was able to get in front of a TV and I was able to see that pick six by Pitt. Pit six, am I right? I pit six to go up on top and get the win over West Virginia. What a great way to start the college football season. I'm glad uh, Ellerby just brought this up. So last night at the party, I saw Chandler, hung out with him. Also said hello to former ECU strength and conditioning coach Jeff Connors. Did Chandler and Jeff Connors ever interact at last night's party? I did not. I think that's a good I think, thing. I, that is, I, I, maybe a, it was my conscience maybe it was something i was thinking but i felt like every time i looked his way he was looking at me (laughs) i feel like he was looking at me like there's that kid there's that dude there's that dude hey man i mean i was scared crapless (laughs) of that dude so scared you brought your dad to the party i literally brought i said dad can you please come with me jeff connors is out for my ass (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I think no, that, I didn't. I, I think that's for the best. And uh, I'm glad Troy was preoccupied hanging out with everybody else to put you two together because I feel like that's something he would have done. Oh yeah, if the moment had come up. I mean, Troy had a lot going on. He had yeah. to go on stage and, and speak and then also talk to our awesome client and, and sponsors of the program. And uh, I'm sure he would, if he could have, he would have tried to uh, introduce me to Jeff Connors. I have met Coach Connors before in the past uh, as a young Pirate fan, but I, that was before my Jeff Connors impersonation. But look at me now. I've grown up to be the number one, the premier Jeff Connors impersonator. That is true. Number one with a bullet. Uh, guys, we're going to do this again. If you're just tuning in, uh, the number of views is not matching up with the number of likes, so we're going to have to smash that like button. Are we going to have, we're going to have to go over this again. Let's I guess do it are. again. And we're, and we're going to do it again tomorrow. By the way, folks, tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, it's back. The Bud Light pregame tailgate. Are you excited, Cliff? I am excited. I'm ready to go. We're fired up. Got great guests coming up. Got great content uh, leading you up to tomorrow's kickoff. But what we need you to do right now is smash that like that thumbs up hit it like it share it and tell us the name of your first pet thank you all right do that right now right now uh earlier let's see earlier today speaking of tomorrow chandler this is exciting we have a freaking pro wrestler joining us on. we have our own guest picker in studio and that man is brock anderson Friend of the program. I was delighted when I saw this earlier today. You know, one part of wrestling, CJ, you can speak to this as our wrestling aficionado. You got to be an all-world talent. You got to be a Cesaro, as he used to be known as. What's his name now? I don't know his name now. But he he joined us on Pirate Radio years ago. Claudio. Claudio. You talk about work, work rate and a worker. One of the best out there. On the mic, not so great. Maybe right. maybe that's held him back or held him back in WWE anyway. But to be a good wrestler, you got to have the in-ring work and you got to be able to control the stick. The Rock did it maybe better than anybody as far as work and stick. Of course, Ric Flair, Stick Man, Austin did them both. You've got you've got your guys, but you got to be able to cut a promo. And my God, we've got a pro wrestler cutting a dang promo for the game tomorrow and for the pregame tailgate, the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And we heard it earlier today from Brock Anderson. It's out on our social media. You can watch the video. But, man, this got me fired up. Shirley, let's hear it. Hey, Power Nation, this is AEW pro wrestler and ECU alumni Brock Anderson. Now, come Saturday, I got a feeling that a lot of people in red are going to be trembling a little bit. They're going to have this movement in their hand. They're going to be nervous. They're going to be anxious. They're going to have this feeling in the pit of their stomach, and they're not exactly sure why. They know something's about to happen, but they don't know what's going to happen. And then when they walk into Dowdy, as rowdy as it can be, their worst realizations are going to come true. The Pirates are walking out victorious. So join me this Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, only on Pirate Radio. (laughs) Booyah! (laughs) How cool is that? That is awesome. Man, once you walk in, it's already too late. So uh, Brock Anderson will join us on the show tomorrow along with all of our other cast of characters. So we got a wrestling promoter, Hour 1, Jeff Charles, Uh followed by a pro wrestler, Hour 2, of the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, Starting to get a little worried. I'd, I'd rather be the underdog than the favorite, but you know what's even worse than being the favorite? 
being the trendy underdog being the underdog that everybody likes and starting to feel like that is what ecu is and it makes me a little concerned you know who likes the pirates who does scott van pelt no way yes he does did he he did mentioned he, he that, said something about it uh he said take the pirates plus 11 and a half really man i wish i could hear that but there's no way that's gonna happen probably saturday in greenville <laughs> what better way to get your first college football saturday started than yelling no corner at the top of your lungs nc state you're good yes but the pirates are getting double digits at home that's just how we do things always has been always will be i'm sorry if i incidentally set that up you were not at the production meeting uh with shirley and i i'm so sorry <laughs> but yes we had it ready to go svp he likes the pirates anyway like all the time no matter the outcome and he said no quarter it's one of his uh it's a golden rule for him east carolina plus double digit points at home auto ecu bet man i'm so sorry i feel like you had a awesome setup i kind of like the way we just did that i think it worked pretty good very nonchalant it very was a uh unscripted a little curveball to everybody out there uh so yeah jeff nadu is on the pirates he is starting to worry about the same sort of thing i am with the <laughs> the trendy dog mm-hmm. uh but we'll talk to him later on this hour as well and uh fired up for some more football tonight dh conley football coming your way tonight right here on pirate radio they'll take on cleveland at seven o'clock we got the high school huddle at six we'll preview that with morgan aylers later on in today's show so everything is happening all at once and we couldn't be more excited about it here at pirate radio let's get a break in we'll come back when we return our ecu football report we'll hear from donnie kirkpatrick pirates offensive coordinator at some point today we'll hear from miles berry as well maybe when we return uh time permitting here hour one busy edition of pirate radio live here on a friday smash the like smash it baby and join us as uh, we have a good time here on a friday we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit NC State Parks, or excuse me, yes, ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Got breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And that would be? Take over then. We have a new expansion. To the Pirate Radio building? Nope. <laughs> Chan- uh, CJ already had it. To your... I think Chandler actually did have it first. Belt buckle? Um, no. You know about The it college football playoff... Playoff? ...is expanding. Pete Thamel wrote it first. He tweeted it first. The college football playoff will be going to a 12-team format... And what I'm reading here from Dare, from Andy is that, that it will happen in 2026. Who's Andy? 
Andy Crowley on Facebook. <laughs> okay, sounds legit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but no, it, this it, it, reports are flowing throughout my Twitter right now. But I did see it first. I was actually reading the tweet from Pete Thamel right before it said, "Now here's Clip Brock." Pete Thamel reporting college football playoff going to twelve teams. Okay, big news, big 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 news. That's so a highlight. Them apples. That is a huge. Jump. Yeah, really. It's it's weird. We spent so long talking about should we expand it all from two, and they said, "Okay, we'll give you two more." And now suddenly we're going from four to twelve. Well, gather around, young people. Back in my day, they just played bowl games and were like, all right, whoever's we say is number one is number one. Like, there was no BCS really? championship game. What do you mean, really? They didn't have like a... <clears throat> like a No, like uh, undefeated, like Colorado would play Notre Dame in a bowl game and undefeated Texas would play Florida in a bowl game. And... If they both won, they would like split a championship, or they'd say this team is undefeated better than this undefeated team. There was no settling it on the field. Why did I not wow. know that? Yeah. I, I, and then they went with the BCS format where there was a championship game. So I thought the BCS format like went a long way back. I mean, it went back, but it not. But in the nineties, it started in the nineties. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. This is like the time that my grandpa told me what a hog killing was, and I was like, really? Tell me what it is. Please. Kill a hog. Ah, just it's right there in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Make chitlins and fat back and all I'm, kinds of good stuff. It's a throw party. Were you freaking out? No, he just told me what it was. Uh, but the way I reacted to that is the way I reacted to your story. So I haven't read much into this, but Derek on Facebook says six at large, six conference champs. Oh, wow. That's not right. That can't be right. That doesn't make any sense, does it? No, that can't be right. That would be nice. Unless it's unless he's just making a suggestion. Right, yeah. Because that could be, you know, best group of five along with the Power Five champions. Dan on Twitter says, these guys have no clue. I'm assuming he's talking about y'all young people. You're right. With the I past have no of clue. college football and yeah. the national championships. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know I, if that's what he's talking about or I, not, but well, that's what I'm going with. He could be right about a lot of things. Guys, I don't know why we're talking about this stuff. We have an update from uh, Austin. Oh! <laughs> so yesterday... Don't, screw, don't look at it yet. All right. have you, <laughs> screw, screw the college football playoff. This is huge news, by the way, but Austin has chimed in. Yesterday on the show, Austin said he was going to a wedding on Saturday that his wife is in and he's being dragged to it he got divorced didn't he and he was upset and he said he didn't want to talk about it so we talked about it for like an hour and said he should get divorced and then kind of walked that back and said nah don't get divorced mike mullis had some good advice use this one if there's a marital scoreboard chandler clip i'm listening thank you thank you if there's a marital scoreboard, this is a touchdown for the wife. She's on the board, but now she has to kick it off to Austin, and he can have a guy's night out. He can have a golf outing. He can do whatever he wants to do. He can turn the uh, the bonus room into a sweet man cave. You know, something like that. Um, we were asking earlier for an update from Austin, and we got one. And here it is. Austin said, my wife heard the show yesterday. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh, no. And all the talk about divorce. Oh, no. 
it was all them in Studio A. It was all them. Austin says, uh, after being a loyal listener for at least five years, <laughs> I am no longer allowed to listen to the show. Oh, no! <laughs> As you're listening today! He adds, also, I don't feel safe at home. <laughs> Austin, we have now entered the red alert level you got to get out of there man you got to get out defcon leave one. there's no divorce anymore it's just leaving town run changing identities um single white female that movie where she just likes gets a what is that the one i was thinking about yeah is that julia roberts shirley no that's not what i'm no, thinking they're about sleeping with the enemy sleeping with the enemy sleeping with the that's enemy. what you're doing austin you're sleeping with the enemy get out of that house Get out of that house. You have a safe home here. You can hang out. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Get the hell out, out of Dodge. Get out. Get the hell out of Dodge. Don't show up at that wedding tomorrow. Don't show up back home. Get out of there now. Your friends at Pirate Radio will support you. Not financially, not with a place to live. I hope your wife doesn't know the address of this studio. I know. Now we're like collateral damage on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. This is dangerous. Uh, if anybody has any uh, tidbits or insight that could help Austin out, please, because he is in a bad spot right now. Mm. And uh, We just put him in danger. Mm-hmm. We, we put him in danger. We really, I mean, he lit the match, but we kind of poured some fuel. We tried to help him out. We actually have put his life we made it worse. in danger. Yeah. He's just like octopus. He is an endangered species. <laughs> is that a reference? <laughs> that is a show reference there smash the like smash it folks by the way we would like to hear about your marital issues as well yes please we will give you advice we got great advice here <laughs> i got a you got a guy that's not married there's 24 you've got three unmarried people <laughs> three people not even in a relationship and myself who is constantly in the doghouse ready to give you <laughs> marital advice right now i mean i i'm living part-time in the doghouse um so yeah we'll uh we'll get more on that later i did uh ask kind of sarcastically uh tongue-in-cheek to tell me your first uh your pet's first name and we got some submissions on that let's read those real quick uh red says kenny purr says angela perp says john moody chad's dog's name was zeb and as a child i knew zeb i met zeb uh andy says dusty dusty and guess what guess what my first uh dog's name was dusty you know why chandler my favorite gi joe character dusty was dusty old dusty and i googled it and there he is right there had the figures and all uh so there you go what was your first pet's name maggie wake up maggie how about you cj max max shirley my first pet gosh um you're okay your second pet no i i've always had pets but we always had multiple um uh, probably um sally 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 all right there you go did she pick up seashells on the seashore good grief Uh, shirley let's hear from donnie kirkpatrick on our flight by yingling practice report the next generation of light beer don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling available wherever beer is sold here's donnie kirkpatrick talking pirate offense and state defense 
I don't, not everybody wants. So you've seen Dowdy when you got here and maybe not so full. You've been part of Dowdy when it is packed out. What does it mean to almost have a sellout this Saturday? Well, we're going to have a sellout. Okay, we're going to go with that. It, it means a lot. I think that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big-time program is what that means because big-time programs have sellout crowds and they have, you know, good atmosphere. And I think that everybody would agree that, you know, there is a, a home-field advantage. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the crowd noise bothers an offense. You know, it helps the defense. I think it does create momentum. I think it does create excitement. Uh, I think just the rumors and the buzz about that it is going to be full – has had it's helped our practices, you know, especially for the older kids, uh, because they were the the, the young, older guys were really used to some bad crowds. Now you're right. I came here in 2005, and uh, we had 33,000, I think, for Duke that first game. Stadium only held about 40 at that time, and I remember Terry Holland was ecstatic that we had 33,000 coming to the game and was saying, "This is awesome," and we were like, "There's a lot of empty seats out there." And then that grew, and then Ruff's first game, we had to build a whole new section down there, which got tore down, if you'll remember, in the Tulsa game. And so uh, I remember the guys from Texas, you know, Lincoln and his guys, where everything's bigger and better in Texas, right? And uh, they all of a sudden, they walked out of the game, and they said, I got to say, that was pretty, that's pretty good right there now. You know what I'm saying? East Carolina, you're right. It is a big-time program. So there's just all those things right there. Uh, now, it won't have anything to do with me. I'm going to be in the press box. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be nice and cool, okay, and the whole bit. But it's going to help the players down there. You know what I'm saying? It's going to help them, I think. And uh, this place can rock now. I, I have been here many games. Uh, there would be too many to go through to where uh, the crowd was unbelievable. I, I have a lot of coaching friends that are in other leagues that are supposedly the bigger leagues, the better leagues. And uh, they had told me, I'll tell you what now, your crowd's a lot better than all the crowds in our league. You know, this is more like the, that other league down there in the even more southeast. So, is that enough? <laughs> you, you knew better not to ask me a question. Right? People put a lot of stress on the first game of the season, but you know, talk about a little about the first drive. You know, there's going to be so many nerves and a lot of emotion rolling. You know, what are you hoping to get out of that first drive for the new guys and also the returns? Well, we're hoping we'll take it and go score. You know, we, we always have the debate about with the coin toss, if we win the coin toss, do we take the ball? You know, do we defer it to the second half? I think most people probably defer. Uh, Coach Houston is from the defensive side of the world. You know, they always think that way, the Belichicks of the world and those guys. You know, I always lobby to try to get the ball. I'd rather have it. I think the, the guy bats first gets to bat the most, so we'd rather have the ball first. Uh, you know, it's just you're just in a zone. You know what I'm saying? You practice it, you prepare it. If you do it right, the team should be relaxed. Those are the plays that they should know the best. Those are the plays that we've worked the most. Normally, they play the defenses that they play the most. So we've had good success early. I think moving the ball uh, and scoring here. Uh, I hope that will continue. If we don't score, though, we can't just go into the hole. You know, like that too. It's a long game. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a field position game anyhow. So at worst, I hope we would move it and put them in the hole once we had the ball. How do you take and get your offensive line ready for that physical defensive front of NC State? We go against our defensive front every day, and that's about as good as you can do. Now, the, 
Their D-line is good. I will say that. I have a huge amount of respect for their entire defense and their entire team. Coach Doran and his staff are terrific. They've done a great job. They've recruited very well. You add Coach McNeil to that, I'm sure they're going to be pumped up and they're going to be coming. He's a D-line specialist, you know, at that as well. So uh, it is a challenge. Our guys know that, though. But we have been able to rehearse that, I think, going against our defense. Donnie Kirkpatrick there. He's Carolina offensive coordinator on the flight by Yingling practice report. Can the Pirates move the ball? Can they consistently run the football tomorrow? Doesn't take much for Keaton Mitchell. I mean, it, it might not be a grinded out attack. It might be a run for one yard, run for a two yard loss, run for 80 yards. You know, we got to hit that big play, that explosion play. But it would be nice to have a consistent ground game against this very very good nc state defense shirley let's uh hear part two from donny k they're linebackers but when all of them are healthy which appears they'll open the season that way not to get into the game but how much does that maybe change what you guys do when you have three linebackers that are that good well yeah the the problem is the three of them are that good and now that they've been hurt the other guys that were their backups have gotten to practice and prepare like their starters and so that's just made them even deeper and early in the season especially when it's hot and it's humid and they give you a 12 o'clock kickoff which i know all these fans were in favor of wanting that 12 o'clock kickoff uh the the conditioning part kicks in and that's where the depth really kicks in as well too so uh the the defense in itself, though, is just so multiple. They can do so many things with 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 their defense, and so we got, like I say, we got a challenge ahead of us. We know that. Uh, we've tried to prepare. It it is not the same defense as we run by no means, but there is some crossover in there that we've been able to practice speed on speed. So we've seen good linebackers. We've seen that before, and uh, we I feel good. We got a veteran quarterback. Okay, we actually opened up with them in 2019. I feel a lot better on this Wednesday than I did that Wednesday. We were going up there. You know what I'm saying? I, I was really trying to figure out. I wish COVID would have been around then. I might have been able to go down or something. But uh, uh, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> Shouldn't have joked about COVID, though. It's probably bad luck. When you look at it from that perspective, I was going to ask, like, how much more comfortable in your role now compared to then? Are you just from the standpoint of you actually kind of know what you have? And clearly they're a great challenge, but do you embrace yeah. that challenge kind of knowing oh. that you guys have built this offense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm old. I've been around. You know what I'm saying? I was a head coach, called the plays. I've been the coordinator at different places and the whole bit. Uh, the part that's good is that now we've been in the same system, you know, for the most part now going on year four. we got the same quarterback. We don't have really a lot of the same other players. The biggest challenge offensively we've got, or maybe my biggest fear, is that we do have a lot of new guys. They're not necessarily young guys, okay, but especially like at the receivers, but they are new. They have not been in our system. So they still make mistakes or have mental busts because of verbiage and just the way we do things and being that just different from what they're used to. So... We've practiced it. You know, we try to put them under game-like stress uh, in practice. We have super intensive practices. We have a lot of competition in there. The coaches are all personality type A. They, they you know, they're all like high demand. So we try to put them in that situation. I, I tell them the game should be fun. You know, practice should be the one that, that you're nervous about. You're really having to get through. And then game day, just let it roll. You know, go out there and 
do what you can do. And, and it'll be a game of some ups and it'll be a game of some downs. Uh, defensively, you know, they got like 10 starters back, so they're, they're really seasoned. Uh, they are really, really good at causing havoc, meaning tackles for a loss, ca- causing turnovers, having bad plays. We, we're, our challenge is to stay out of that. Now, their weakness is they've given up some big plays. So they, they have that type of a defense because they're so aggressive. They play the go, make the big play, get the turnover, get the ball back, get good field position for their, their offense. Our defense does the same thing. So I, I feel like we've prepared for it, but that is my concern that they'll be out there causing havoc and we'll have a young, not a young guy, but a new guy blow it like, oh, I thought you said or I thought the signal was this and no, it was that. In the grand scheme of the first game, the big hype around the first game versus your season goals, what is the difference between this game and your goals? Well, I think our ultimate goal, the, the team, is more about the conference. Now, we know how important this is, but this, this is truly a non-conference game. It's a little bit like not a Super Bowl, but like a bowl game. You know what I'm saying? It's really a little bit like a bowl game in that you're playing a, an opponent, you know, that is good because all the teams in bowl games are good. They're used to winning. Uh, you know, you throw in the rival part of this thing, which it is. It's a rival. I know there were some people up there that did not think it was a rival, but it's, it's a rival, okay? And uh, But we're not just talking about that game. You know what I'm saying? When we were in preseason, we started really on game four and worked our way back to game one because that's kind of what you do. You kind of prepare for like the first month so that that first month you, you won't be in just in the office till three in the morning. At least you can get out here by midnight. You know, so you kind of prepare for those first four because that's all the new stuff and you work your way back. So now we've been on them for about a week and a half to two weeks. And, you know, coaches-wise, I don't know. And, and coaches said a little bit. I, the assistant coaches hardly said anything about who we're playing. I mean, the kids know that. Everybody's telling them that. So, you know, there was there was a pretty bad moment up there our first year. I didn't think that was very good, but they tell me that was a lot better than it was the year before. So hopefully we're trending. So you kind of mentioned that they're kind of a boomer bust defense, get a lot of stuff yards, yeah. a lot of plays. Do you have to change your play calling style when you go as a team like that as opposed to? I think you have to be a little, a little bit smart about what you call, knowing that you can't just – call anything you want there are some rule busters you know you, you have rules that allow you to teach your players how do they know who to block how they know where to go there are rules you know what i'm saying two outside one inside three technique you know one high two high safeties there are things like that those are the progressions that are there forever you, know, you can't reteach those every week you can't put a whole new system in every week they have some rule busters you know what i'm saying Coach Harold and them do too. That's the big thing is that we've already had to prepare for that a little bit. They've got some of those odd defenses where you would have thought back in the when Bear Bryant came up with all this stuff, you're like, well, you'd never do that. Okay, People do that now because the game is all about big plays on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, we've, we've got to prepare a little bit like, okay, it, this could be all out. They might be bringing 11, you know what I'm saying? They can always bring one more than you can block because somebody's got the ball. So you always have that disadvantage offensively. So we're prepared for them to have two more. Donnie Kirkpatrick there uh, trying to prepare his offense for uh, a unique look, a three-three-five stack and all the things NC State does off that defense. And uh, going to be a challenge, but, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we are fired up. We'll be with you 8 a.m. tomorrow morning 
on uh, our pregame show. That was the Flight by Yingling practice report. The next generation of light beer. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. When we return, coming off a great Thursday night of college football, let's do it again tonight. Let's have another appetizer before the main course on Saturday. We'll go over the slate of games tonight with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau from Barstool Sports. He'll join us when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings, featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow, 8 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And uh, just saw in the UB parking lot uh, an all-star caller. Kyle from Lagrange. Oh, who's uh, he's going through some health issues right now, so uh, we're thinking about him. But he said uh, he would be calling in tomorrow, so we'll be uh, hearing from Kyle win, lose, or draw. He's called in during some good times. Are you listening, Cecil? He's called in during some dark times as well. Are you listening, Cecil? He asked Cecil if he was listening, and uh, not sure if he was or not. But uh, yeah, good to see Kyle in Lagrange. Good to. Uh, Talk to all of you folks tomorrow. Looking forward to your calls after the game on the fifth quarter. Billy Weaver, myself, and the Pirate Radio crew will be here until the last caller is served. And we'll be watching football, so we're hanging out on a Saturday. We'll be here all day on Saturday with ECU football coverage. Uh, More on that later, and uh, we'll talk a little ECU-NC State, but uh, let's get to some of the action tonight with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, back at Barstool. And he joins us today on the Pit Electric Live Line. Jeff, how you doing today, man? Great, Cliff. How are you? Doing great. And uh, you got off to a good start uh, back at Barstool, uh, a blog saying uh, take those Tennessee volunteers early. Last night, they wrote up a lot of points. They got it done for you. So uh, good start, uh, big man. Yeah, I actually had a pretty good day in general. I mean, I, I didn't um, I didn't go crazy with the card, but you know, I had a couple of plays that came in and, and leans that came in. And, yeah, I mean, it was a good night of football. Uh, I did some traveling and came home last night, but it was uh, it was one that started with a bang. Yeah, Tennessee looked great, and uh, you had some good games viewing-wise. Uh, yeah, so. no doubt, man. It, it was almost uh, – couldn't write a better script, but that West Virginia pit ending and also – Purdue and Penn State, uh, Penn State coming back at the end. Jeff, uh, we'll talk to you for a few minutes on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday, so we'll dive into more games then. But how about tonight? Uh, one game I'm interested in, I love in-state games like this, Virginia Tech at Old Dominion, but also next up for East Carolina next week is these Old Dominion Monarchs. And I tell you, somebody likes these Monarchs tonight. This line has dropped from 7.5 to 6. 
Uh, so Virginia Tech's still a favorite, but that number has come down quite a bit, Jeff. Yeah, and that's a distinctive move down. I mean, you're coming off, uh, uh, you know, a big football number in seven and, and really in the six now. Yeah, I just don't think people are real excited about Virginia Tech. It's been a long uh, kind of road. Obviously, we had the you know, Beamer stuff for years, and, and now you all of a sudden just have a coach there that no one really knows too much about. They're just kind of that team. No one, no one you know, we remember them last time, 55-10 loss in the pinstripe bowl, I think, last, uh, last game they played. So, you know, this is a group that you're not running the back. Um, you know, I don't really know what to expect out of Old Dominion. Obviously, they have a lot of guys back this year, particularly on offense. I think they bring back, like, most of their offense from last season. Um, as far as Virginia Tech, I'm not running to back them. I just don't really, you know, like the quarterback position for them. Grant Wells played at Marshall. Not a guy I'm running to bet. Had a lot of turnovers at times. Um, yeah, I think the number's distinctive. I'm not on it. Um, I think it would be used probably better than people think. They have a pretty solid defense. Um, the concern is, like, stepping on the competition here because you look at whenever ODU faced a good opponent last year, they got kind of beat up. So, I don't know. Sharps obviously like uh, Old Dominion here. Jeff, uh, Big Ten will be on display tonight. Illinois at Indiana and Michigan State will host Western Michigan. Illinois already a game and a win under their belt. Indiana had that special season two years ago, and uh, they are a one-and-a-half point home favorite total at 46-and-a-half. Michigan State a three-touchdown favorite over Western Michigan, 54 that total. Any uh, Big Ten interest for you tonight? Yeah, I like Michigan State a lot. Um this is a weird number, man. I mean, opened up 18 and a half. At one point, this was up to 23 and a half. People came back and took it down to 21, and that's where it sits currently. Seen a couple of books moving it at 21 and a half, but Barstool Sportsbook is 21 right now. Look, I think the number's too low. I think it's a 24 point number, personally. Um, I, I might even put it higher than that. I think we all kind of look too much into what Western Michigan did last year. They have a totally new quarterback, a redshirt freshman. They lost their best receiver, Sky Moore, who's now in the NFL. I believe he's with the Chiefs. Um, this is going to be a very different offense than the one we saw last year. This has shades to me of what we saw last night in Tennessee Bowling or uh, Ball State. An inexperienced quarterback. You're going to try to lean on the run game. The problem is Michigan State's defensive line is nasty. Gave up 3.4 yards of carry last year have a lot of big boys up front. And I'll tell you what, they were the maligned defense in the secondary last year, but they went out and added a Georgia transfer. I don't know if they're going to truly be tested tonight with this wide receiver and quarterback group. I think Michigan State rolls. Look at the fact clip that was as well. Last year, Mel Tucker 3-0 and in non-conference games against the number. And when you look at Western Michigan, this team is going to get destroyed. They got destroyed last year against quality competition offensively. Michigan State wins this game 47-17, something like that. I'm laying a number. All right, Sparty Party tonight. That's coming up at 7 o'clock. Jeff, I, man, this is uh, this one looks tough for uh, for the Temple Owls. So Duke is not going to be very good this year. They are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against Temple. And, a uh, boy, a once-proud program not too long ago, Jeff, I think when we started talking to you here on Pirate Radio. But they have fallen and, and fallen hard. And uh, how about nine-and-a-half-point dogs to Duke? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, when I was up at uh, Bar Sausage yesterday, we were we were talking about this game. I think it was Smitty and I we were talking about this game. And, and he says to me, like, I don't know that Temple's not good. And it's like, well, yeah, but I don't know. I Duke's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
listen, I think Duke's really bad. All the talent they had, if any, was, is now gone. Gunnar Holmberg, the quarterback's gone. Mateo Durant, the running back's gone. Um, listen, I don't know if I would get involved with this game. The only shot I maybe take here is a small play on Temple money line. I just don't think Duke should be uh, this kind of favorite to anybody. Um, I think Temple will surprise here. Am I betting this game? No. Right. I would lean on Temple. Maybe just take a shot with the big money line price. One of those uh, famous phrases, fill-in-the-blank team shouldn't be a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against anybody. You could certainly say Duke uh, in that it's sentence. Kinda like, uh, it's kind of like you can do what you want tonight with Kansas, but do you really want to lay 30-and-a-half with Kansas? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, how about TCU-Colorado, Jeff? This is a 10 o'clock game tonight. Pac-12 uh, versus Big 12 here. And TCU, a big two-touchdown favorite on the road. Total at 59, so some fireworks here. So, uh uh, any thoughts on those two teams? Yeah, Tennessee with a new coach this year, Sonny Dykes. Obviously, we know about him. You guys know about him down there at uh, East Carolina, him being at SMU. Going to take a very similar type of offense. Got a couple of quarterbacks he's going to throw out there tonight. Um, this number's moved. It was nine at, at, at open. It's up to 14 at certain books. Whole world's on TCU here. You know, Do you have any interest in coming back on Colorado? I'm not so sure. This isn't a vintage Colorado team. Okay, Sifo uh, Lufau, long gone. Steven Monson, long gone. Um, they have a new coach, a guy that hasn't real been, real been real successful there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it, it seems a little out of control for me. I don't think TCU is very good defensively of anything. Um, you know, But I also don't want to back uh, Colorado. I will say Colorado came on towards the end of the season last year and got better offensively, but they still only scored about 19 points a game. They just couldn't move the ball. Uh, I lean TCU, but the number's been lost. And Jeff just saw this one uh, on the card as well. Why wait till 7? How about right when we wrap up the show today, 6 o'clock? Lehigh at Villanova. What do you know about the Wildcats, Jeff? 28-point favorites tonight in their game. Well, Villanova's going to be another good football team. I mean, they always are uh, out on the main line. That's kind of the underrated thing about them, the Brian Westbrook school. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at... Uh, Lehigh, he's actually, I think they're quarterbacks from the area. I think he's from Radnor, I believe, uh, which is right outside of Villanova, not far away at all. Um, I, I don't know. I don't look much into FCS too much, um, but Villanova is that strong program. Shouldn't have any trouble, Andy Talley and the boys. I don't know much, though, about Lehigh. Uh, Jeff, by the way, I hate the Eagles, as you know. I have to as a Washington fan. One of my I'd say up there with Brian Dawkins, uh, if I had to pick my favorite Eagles of all time, Brian Westbrook, a lot of it due to fantasy reasons and him being on my team for many, many years, but just the way he played, catching balls out of the backfield. I was always always respected Westbrook. I don't know if I could say I liked him, but uh, one of my favorite Eagles if I had to pick one. Yeah, um, you know, I always loved Brian Westbrook as well. B. West, as they call him around here. He's a good, good man. Still actually he's on the radio around here. Nice. He still does uh, call in. Uh, stuff with uh, certain uh, hosts and stuff. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, a lot of good, like, whether you like the Eagles or not, they've had some, you know, good guys over the years, and Brian Dawkins and people like that. Yeah, Westbrook was always a fan favorite here. Jeff, we'll dive into the Saturday games with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up Saturday. But just for folks that haven't heard you this offseason, we've talked ECU, NC State. Um, you locked in ECU early. How you feeling about that right now as uh, we sit here less than 24 hours away from kickoff? Uh, you know, if, if, if I'm being honest, I, I'm a little 
more worried, to be honest. I, I just think, like, the whole – everyone's feeling the same way as I am, but I'm going to trust that ECU's improved on the defensive and offensive lines. You know, I'm going to trust that Holt Naylor's doesn't make mistakes, and, you know, they just really can play with this group. I think it's a tough spot if you're NC State. You know, I'm comfortable, but I'm trying to kind of look at it and saying, like, why don't I just bet the over here? Because I feel like if ECU stays in this game, they're going to have to score into the 20s. So it's I'm kind of feeling like I should have just bet the over, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, I uh, Is it the best play on the board to me? No, but it's something that I definitely wagered on. Well, we will uh, talk more about it tomorrow. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports. Nice to have the big man back at Barstool and also joining us here on Pirate Radio. Jeff, we'll keep an eye out uh, for your blog. You had a winner last night, and uh, we'll see what you got for us this weekend. Uh, anything else we should know about before we let you go? No, man, just working on like pulling my content over to, to the Pirate Trip, and, and we'll have some more cool stuff coming in the middle of the month. So, yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Cliff. I'm sure we'll talk to you tomorrow during the uh, pregame show. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus, Barstool Sports, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live on the Pitt Electric Live Line. Pitt Electric is hiring. You can join the team by going to pittelectric.com, your trusted electrical partner since 1981. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll switch gears a little bit, talk some NFL and some ECU with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, C3 Podcast rolling on. Tony's got a lot going on. We'll talk Panthers and make our playoff picks for the upcoming NFL season. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back the sidebar in uptown greenville is open and ready to serve you the tex-mex fusion restaurant offers dinner and sunday brunch from 10 30 to 2 30 Located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. For the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at sidebar.greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live, Football Friday, Free Beer Friday. We're giving away an 18-pack of Bud Light bottles. The King of Beers. Bud Heavy. It can be yours. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com here, and CJ Schaefer. CJ actually brought these beers in today, delivered by the uh, Clydesdales, the famous Budweiser Clydesdales. And uh, CJ, thanks for bringing those in. Uh, speak, have anybody told you you would make a good jockey? I don't think so. Video stopping. <laughs> uh, hey, but you know what you would make? A great soccer goalie. That's right. Tony is trying to... <laughs> CJ's a soccer fan. Have we ever talked about that with you? I think we have, right? That Tony no. has an idea. I have a three-part plan for fixing soccer. Yeah, let's do it real quick. We got Three-part plan. The ultimate problem with soccer is there's just not enough scoring. The The NHL went through this and the when New Jersey was winning all the... Uh, the championships back in the day so 
to increase scoring and excitement uh, and offense in soccer, we're going to do a couple of things. One is you're going to put certain zones on the field where if you make it from that sector, it's worth maybe two points, like a three-point line kind of uh, in soccer. Two is you know how like in um, – in the three-point contest, you get the money ball at the end. Like, in each one is worth more points. Is that, like, maybe every eight minutes, the ball starts flashing. And if you make it then, <laughs> it's worth two points. But the real kicker is this. This is the real one. Um, the problem, ultimately, with soccer is that people can't score. I don't understand why when the damn goal is the size of a school bus. And what they do is they put their best, tallest, biggest athlete at goalie. And... Uh, they've taken up the whole goal it seems like so we can't make the goal any bigger that would be ridiculous so we need to put a height limit a size limit on the goalie jockey oh that goalies. would be me jockey goalies that's perfect that's why i said you'd be a great goalie five okay. what are we calving at like whatever. five six we just got to go to bush gardens and get whatever that sign is that says you got to be this high yeah to read if to you ride. are this high you can't be you a goalie. Can't be, yeah let's cap it at five seven so i can do it please okay all right there, there it you is go. you're in all right, Tony Dunn is here. Tony, before we get into Panthers NFL, how you feeling about the Pirates' chances tomorrow? Oh, well, you know what? Is uh, I think it's just a great opportunity to get opportunity uh, off on the good foot. You know, it's like you get good competition. You can catch some momentum, you know, build off the tailwinds of last season. So it's a good competition. It's a great rivalry for, or maybe for um, Pirate fans. You know, it means a lot to us when we play these in-state schools. We've got the small school complex which is, you know and we use it to our advantage as even a fan base we embrace that you know much like the cubs fans embraced the lovable loser for a long time is we like being that small school underdog taking on the big guys and david facing goliath in a certain way i don't know is that I mean i just know that states are so highly touted by national media but you know you got to go out there and play the game and um, you know the pirates that were finally getting some continuity uh, Mike Houston's got his people in there, and you've uh, heard I go and you guys talking about upgrades on the offensive and defensive line, and that's where you need to compete in those trenches against these bigger schools. Holt Nailers, a lot of uh, experience at this point. So I expect the Pirates to come out there and give it a good good shot, and I, ex- I want them to win. I, I think they can win. I'll be there and, and cheering them on. We'll be uh, with you tomorrow at 8 a.m., Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to that noon kickoff. Breaking news from today, right as the show went on the air, uh, the news came out, and this is from Heather Denich and Pete Thamel. College football playoffs board of managers voted today to expand the college football playoff to, to uh, 12 teams in 2026. They're encouraging the sports commissioners to try to implement it as soon as 2024. So... It will expand in 2026 at the latest, I guess. Um, all right, it's a big swing. They're going to include the six highest-ranked conference champions and six at-large teams. Huh. Huh. So, college football is going to look so different by that time, too. So, if East Carolina wins the conference and is the it's highest like is ranked higher than boise state who everyone's the mountain west <clears throat> higher than the Sun Belt, higher than the mac they could go to this playoff and by that time the pirates are going to have a really good chance of competing for a championship with these new teams coming in that is very interesting very interesting okay first time i'm reading this so i'm letting it all sink in yeah, it's so kind of wild though in. we just were just fighting crazily over expanding from four to eight 
and thinking that was you know a lot of people are against that just thinking that you know it's a waste it's a money grab in some ways that these schools on the seven eight spot just can't compete really oh well this year it's ohio state alabama and in the cares? field yeah which why is it that georgia is so written off i mean national eh, champions but they just don't lost like a the, lot on that defensive side of the ball yeah, yeah. okay but, and I, they're still like number three in the nation or whatever right so but it does feel like there's a drop off and how about this week tony you've got number two versus number five that is a 17-point spread between Ohio State and Notre Dame. Holy cow. You've got number three versus number, what's Oregon, 9, 10, 11, whatever. 17-point spread. Like, there are yeah. haves and have-nots, but those levels are so far apart. That is true, is yeah. that the Georgia game is a 17-point spread. Oregon coming across the country and a tough competition. But, you know, they might be able to cover it. I wouldn't put my money on Georgia on that. I like the Oregon side if I had to pick one there. All right, so there's uh, some college football news. We'll talk more about that. Morgan Aylers in uh, hour number three. All right, uh, any news from Panthers camp this week, fellows? Our mascot's healthy. Let's talk uh, – what's that now? Our mascot's healthy. What happened to him? You didn't see about the Ravens mascot? Yeah. Out for the season. Pose oh, out, for the season. Yeah. out for the season. So that bear is doing all right? That bear is fine. Good. Uh, let's talk cuts, Tony. Who was cut? First First question. Who was cut that you wish was not cut or that you didn't think was going to get cut? Only one person. Only one? One person. You said last week that for the first time in a while, like this roster was set. So it was set. I was right. It, is yeah. it Deontay Brown? No, no, I didn't. I expect I could see that coming. Uh, for me, it was the Justin Burris, uh, veteran safety that they NC had. NC State grad. Yeah, and they, you know, he's got some experience with Phil Snow, Matt Rule. He played for us. Was it the year before last or last year? Maybe last year. Yeah. You know, and then they they let him walk during free agency, but they brought him back at the end. He was a starter. Yeah, and I thought that they were going to have him back there, uh, you know, just for that veteran presence. But I think they brought in xavier woods from minnesota minnesota and that is i guess the guy that they are rolling with as that vet president so big xavier woods guy he's a wrestler in wwe too oh okay that's how i, I was like please say i didn't get his name did he right. play for the cowboys yes okay yeah i do remember him we also cut the fastest man in the combine a baylor product Kalen Barnes was oh. cut. I yeah. think uh, Matt Rule is doing this just to show Panthers fans. Hey, like, I can do it. Nah. Didn't he bring in like new there's coaches? Still, yeah, but there's still like <laughs> 17 people from Temple and Baylor. Yeah, but he here. cut that one guy, yeah, Tony. One guy. Give was him a, break. He a draft pick too. Like he a, was a seventh round yeah. guy, but he had the fastest 40 time in the combine. Um, they also cut. The, I mean, there's some names that you. I guess I didn't ever hear his name in camp one time. The Rambo kid from you know is that? But, I forgot about. But that, people, dude. I think he came from miami or something like that and so i guess if i ask you my next question you're not going to have an answer to it who got cut that shouldn't have but like you pretty much thought the roster was set yeah before the cut i um no like i don't think there was one controversial thing i think if anything there's some the big question big concerns that have come out since i guess we spoke last is zane gonzalez's groin muscle exploded on the sideline, kicking and warming up into the yeah, net. Just oh, exploded. Uh, PEDs. No, nah, I don't have, I have no idea. But, like, you know, what is it that you're just doing something you do all the time and it just explodes? Like, uh, they're talking about, like, surgical surgery on it, like this, which is insane. Um, so we don't have a kicker. Uh, we went out and got Eddie Panera. 
Pinero um, from his former Jets kicker, which is crazy. They go out and they say this, that he has a 86% field goal percentage. I felt like, oh, that's not as good as I want to hear. And then he was 31 for 35. I was like, well, that's not that bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. so, um, you know, so that's it. It's like, that's the big news. And I think the other is this, is the, what is our defense going to look? You were talking, I was listening to the Kirkpatrick uh, clips you guys were playing on the way in here and that stack the three three was it three three five yeah stack yeah, on defense plays. Mm-hmm. yeah you know the panthers have run that in the nfl and people are like oh that's a college defense is like crazy yeah but like we only have four defensive ends listed on the roster right now and those four are brian burns marquise haynes um ygm your term gross matos and amari barno and it seems like this is outside of Brian Burns, none of those guys are proven or even like they're just maybe could work. It seems so thin. I was like, man, why do we only have four defensive ends? There's like six or seven defensive tackles. But I guess what they're thinking is the logic is Frankie Louvu, as well as um, hold on. There's one more that's going to come to me that they're going to be these linebackers are kind of playing that hybrid so they're gonna go burns two defensive tackles and then like a rush in linebacker type thing that's what it seems like so i mean and and even if they're in a four three it's gonna be almost like a stand-up four four three which is crazy crazy so i don't think so no there's nothing really interesting i mean chuba hubbard still continues to be on the roster i think they love him it shows there's some favoritism in that in that locker room for sure chuba's been bad weren't you a kenny robinson fan Oh no! Like not a fan. I just right. he was just a fighter. He got cut for you know he got cut. We expected. We signed him. We cut him. Got him to the practice squad, and then we cut him right away. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, obviously an observer from the outside looking in. Tony, you are on the inside looking at every single thing. I feel like Hubbard had decent games in some of McC- in McCaffrey's absences at times, but I always hear like he stinks. He's been bad. Like what is he bad at? Catching. God, he had three and drop fumbling. passes okay. and fumbling. Two Catching important fumbling. things. Yeah, I mean, it's just he when he gets the ball, he's productive. It's just yeah. can you get it in his hands? And he's like got hands worse. He makes Ted Ginn Jr.'s hands look like soft, buttery, <laughs> sensual hands instead of. I mean, they are made of stone. That's it. All right, good answer. Thank you. Uh, is Foreman Deontay Foreman? He's he had, on the a, good, roster, he had right? a he had a good year last oh, year for Tennessee. Yeah, and you know what? They don't seem to be especially high on him. And uh, one of the actually the big thing is we did make a trade. I was just going to bring that there, up, and yeah. we got uh, Laviscus. I think his name Laviscus Chenault. What do you think about that? Well, let me. Uh, so Chandler made a comment that this put because this was before the cuts, right? Or was it after? This uh, before. Before. Because you said, what does this mean for Terrace Marshall and perhaps him getting cut? Um, I think it actually, uh, you know, we were thinking about it. A lot of people like this kid, Shy Smith, a lot from South Carolina. Terrace Marshall Jr. has been in headlines, not necessarily, maybe in the kind of coach's doghouse a little bit. At the same time, um, then they make this trade for this receiver and one of the things is, is Ben McAdoo has experience with Chenault from two years ago when he was a quarterback's coach in Jacksonville. So I think he has a plan of how he could use him. But I think that plan is less as a receiver and more maybe if I was someone concerned as Chuba Hubbard. And not like a, a reduced reps. In I, heard, a way. I listened to your podcast the other night. You mentioned something maybe kind of like a Debo Samuel type of player. 
That's how I feel. It does feel like this is he's not great at like perfect at any one thing. Like he's not the fastest dude. He's not the best route runner, but he's a playmaker. And Debo is kind of a guy when I look at him and I don't know, I don't even watch Debo enough to know if he's like the a top, top receiver, but I just feel like it's his ability to, when you get the ball in his hands, he makes crap happen. It's like a Cordero Patterson play. I remember Chenault being pretty electric at Colorado. Like he would have highlights every week of doing different things. Yeah. So and he's two hundred and twenty seven pounds. He's six foot three. He's built like a running back. So I see a lot. They say he's a good blocker on the line. So I'd like to see him put it put him in with Christian McCaffrey both. And, you know, kind of really do some deceptive things about maybe you can get move Christian McCaffrey out to the slot, uh, do some end arounds in that way. So I think uh, this is, look, NFL's a copycat league, and I feel like people are looking at Debo Samuel and saying, man, this guy is a guy that's so talented, you can't just use him as a receiver and you can't just use him as a running back. We need to get the ball to him and feed him. And so maybe that's what they're trying to find is this. It's like a discount Debo. Uh, like Patterson uh, in Atlanta. I mean, yeah. what's his name? Hunter, uh, the head coach that came from Tennessee. Is it Hunter Smith? Ooh, uh, no, no, it is Arthur Smith. Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith. I don't know where I got Hunter from. Um, innovative offensive mind. Shanahan, innovative guy, doing different things, kind of going against the norm. And I love it. It's like college and even more so, it's like high school where you just have that one best player and you find a hundred ways to give him the football. And I really hope that catches on in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, that's what, and well, you know what? We're going to need everything. We're going to have to throw the whole, everything in the kitchen sink at these teams because it's, it's go for broke for the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule right now is that no one's job is secure in the future. So they're out there, even Baker, you know, it's like even like, I mean, what a great addition. Like, but everybody's got something to play for, something to prove. And the Panthers might be a dark horse good team right now. We're all so, waving at yeah, a we're former all... intern. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Distracted. Um, I'm starting to think the closer we get, who's that guy? Uh, I don't know. Funniest that. guy in the room, Brian Bailey there. Always walking every Commodore. morning at 730. I drive past you every day. You pass Brian Bailey yeah, walking? Up on Rouse oh, Road. There you go. <laughs> I'm, as we get closer to it, I'm starting to think the Panthers might not stink. In fact, they might be okay. In fact, they Me too. could be a fringe playoff team that coincides with our picks. I can't. I, Brian North put a put a worm in my ear. Is that how you, whatever the phrasing uh, is? A bug? Oh my God! There's somebody else here. A bug? Yeah! 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 Ryan from Wings uh, Over Wings Over, over Delivered. Not sure I feel, how I feel about that pelvic thrust, but hey. I do like the. Uh, <laughs> I feel pretty good about it. Boy, um, he got the bet warmest welcome out of all. There's four people. The boss. Nobody even meant looked at the boss. The boss came in here and everybody just kept talking. <laughs> Go back to work. Um, the uh, <laughs> I'm distracting now. Brian North said, and he claims he called a shot with another team too, and I can't remember who it was, but he said this Tampa Bay line is not good. Tom Brady. Well, they've gotten injured. They yeah. lost Jensen. Is in a, center. a fight with his wife. He just got plastic surgery, and he's, is that what it is? Well, no. I, Brian North didn't say any of this stuff, but this uh, is what's okay. happening. No, I'm the, all right. I'm on board. He's but, on mass singer. Like, what if the bugs do implode? I, I could see it. Yeah. You know, as I totally. Somebody, and I was driving here, going, "Am I going to have the guts <laughs> to say 
the Panthers are going to win the division. <laughs> I know. I thought about that myself. Like, if not the Bucks, who? I might lean Saints, but we talked about they're very diverse of two and how you can pick them. Is Michael Thomas even a thing? If he no. is, great for them. If he's not, they just got another uh, their safety. So I just got in trouble with assault with a weapon with a gun. Like, I don't know how you they get traded with a the gun. Uh, fighting dude to the Phillies, Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so the Phillies, the Eagles. The Phillies. <laughs> I'm distracted. Sorry. We're all hell of a base runner. about chicken wings right now. Oh, yeah. But the here's the clip is what we're trying to do is something I've made some mistakes in the past, and I did. I tend to do this just in football in general. It's like you're trying to project. <laughs> when someone's going to drop off or who's going to break out, right? And so I've done this with the Bills. I was trying to forecast when the Bills, and I was just too Oh, early. yeah, you were, yeah, just always too early, early yeah. to the party. I did this in the past with the Saints. Over the last two years, I felt their defense was going to age, and they have continued to generate that pass rush. Cam Jordan has just not um, aged as fast as I thought he was. But I can see this. is Look, Brady, he's not as – like he's not physically – He's not as explosive as he was, and that's not the right word. But like, I mean, he beats you by beating you with because he's been there. Every he is time. coming off a career year, like numbers wise. Really? Yes. That many yards? Yes. yes. Okay. See, that's the thing. Like, is but it's not like it's like any one thing. It's not his arm talent. It's not you know. It's like he is just going to beat you because he's been there before. It and, always feels like he designs his own offense, yeah. and just he knows it, and so. Are we going to f- prematurely forecast Tom Brady's deterioration? You know, I don't really want to bet against him. <laughs> and then at last, really, is it that? Was it you want to hear good? the dumbest thing you've ever heard? What? Tom Brady last year set career highs in completions, attempts, yards, and touchdowns. <laughs> How did he beat that 2008 season? Ah, uh, that's he, not true. Uh, he had 50 in 07. He had 43 last year. Okay, Why is it in bold then? I was about to say, man. I don't. What does bold mean? I don't know. Uh, maybe he was led the league. Led the league, maybe. He did. Have, I know he led the league in those stats. But those are career highs in yards, completions, and fifty three hundred yards. Yeah. At forty four. Well, they were just slinging out everywhere, though. But they still didn't go. They weren't great last year. I mean, they were good, but they were not. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make it. Good, not great. Yeah. All right. So, let's, uh, let's are they going to decline? Because we're going to talk more about it because we're going to go through the divisions when we return. Clip's got to go eat. <laughs> uh, Justin, fellow Commanders fan, says, why don't we talk about, why don't you give your insight to the Commanders? We don't have players just getting cut. They are getting shot, too. He's back in the building, though, folks. Jeez. Brian Robinson was back in the building. I mean, God, man, the luck of that team and lack thereof is terrible. Uh, I'll take a break, come back. Where'd he go? Am I taking the Commanders to win the East? I've given it serious thought. Uh, crazy. We'll find out after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday. We just made it a Wings Over Greenville Friday. Ryan from Wings Over dropping off some big, juicy, oh my God. I guess they call them boneless wings. They're more like giant chicken tenders. Uh, of course, the awesome fries but how about this shirley how do you feel about garlic parm tater tots i approve man i'm ready to dive into those shortly if you're like me and you are a procrastinator you're still trying to figure out what you want to do for your tailgate tomorrow to impress people wings over is the place to get your tailgating food i heard they deliver wings over does deliver so uh, take advantage of that tomorrow when you're tailgating for EC versus NC State. It's great party food. Yeah. You yes, know, it's that finger-friendly and delicious and goes great with beer. Like Budweiser. Which we will be giving away in hour three of Pirate Radio Live. You can tell Tony has been doing programs of his own and working in sponsors. That was very well done, Tony. <laughs> Manscaped, you want to shout out Manscaped? <laughs> Use the code PANTHERS. That's PANTHERS. 20% off free worldwide shipping. Poor PANTHERS. Gra- poor grandpa. Poor grandpa. <laughs> no. All right, let's. Uh, I can't wait for the prize picks, man. I want to talk about my entries though because it relates to ECU football. We should have talked about that. Let's do that before we get out of here today because okay. uh, that is pretty cool. And you showed me last night. Um, man, Tony, next Friday we'll be making picks. Chandler will be sending his in. CJ, you got to be a part of this. I think last year we combined Chandler and CJ. This year we need to. Everybody has their own. You know, it was, okay. it was Glenn. Was it Big Dog? Yeah, because yeah. CJ didn't join us until December. Is that right? Man, I just feel like you've been here Great for years, Great addition CJ. to the team. Great addition. I was trying to get him to talk to us instead of eating, but he's like, nope, I'm eating. All right, uh, let's start with, we're going to do our uh, division picks and pick three wild cards if you can, too. Got it. There are three wild cards again, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let's go around. Let's start with the NFC South, and I'm going to be a wimp, and I'm going to pick the Bucks reluctantly. But I'll tell you this: I felt like this was a runaway two, three months ago. This offseason, the closer we get, the closer, the more I think it'll be. They win it by one, two games, like two games max. But I will take the Bucks. I'm going to go bold and take the Panthers. I am. I don't know why. I'm just feeling like Baker is going to bring some magic. So what does that mean? How many wins for the Panthers? Yeah, good question. Ooh. How many do they need to win to win it? Like 10? Yeah, ooh, maybe 9. I think 9 could win it still. If, if the Bucks have a down year, you know. I'm thinking Bucks 11 and 6, and then the second place ooh, team has 9, ten, yeah. nine or that, 10. Man, that's what it feels like. So 10. Gosh, man, it's that hard to win the division in the NFC South? Maybe. You got one team to yeah, beat. One team much. to beat. All right, Chandler. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to be a wimp, too. All right, and CJ. I have to go Bucks. I have to believe it. To I have to see it to believe right, it. CJ, who is the second best team in the NFC South? Ooh. I, I want to say Saints. I still say Saints. Wow. Barely. Barely. 
I like Jameis. That's it, trying to like. Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, he's not. Awful. It's kind of like talking yourself into believing in Baker because we've seen good. We've seen more probably good of Baker than we have oh, Jameis. I believe, yeah. yeah. But no, I will say I agree with you. It's it's close. And if the Panthers did happen to be the second best team in the conference, I wouldn't really be surprised. Is there any chance we are sleeping on the Falcons and underplaying? Them I've too been much? trying to think about this. I've been trying to say writing off a team completely could just be a total mistake, and we could finish at the bottom. I'm trying to think of that because everybody has put them, but their wide receiver group is nobody. Tamir Bird's like their number one receiver dude. for who? For the Falcons. They got Tamir a bird ro- plays for the Falcons. Yeah. They got a rookie, right? London. Yeah. They got London. Their, uh, I mean, chart. basically, it is all Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Brian. Oh, we looked at this this offseason, Tony. You're right. Uh, Brian Edwards from Las Vegas. Right. Um, Zacchaeus. And he was a wee little man. Demir Bird. Yeah, I don't know these guys. I know Kyle Pitts. That's about it. Yeah. I am personally high on Drake London, but I think he would have. This might go without saying, but I think he would have been a lot better off if he didn't if defenses didn't have to hone in on him because now Calvin Calvin Ridley's not there. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, Tony, you could argue their best wide receiver is their starting running back, Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Where's number eighty four? All right, uh, NFC East. I tried to go through this. I tried to think of a way I could pick Washington. I'm not ready to do that. I am trying to speak into existence that this whole Eagles thing is blown out of proportion. Jalen Hurts is not going to take the next step. They tried to do this in the past where they had the dream team year and they brought in all these guys. Was it like Namdi Asamoah and DeMarco Murray and all these guys? And they sucked. They did. I'm trying to speak that into existence again. Super talented roster. Then you're going to pick Dallas. Up and coming coach. Jalen Hurts, I say it all falls flat. I'm left with the Cowboys and not a great Cowboys team. I'm left with the Cowboys at t- I think it's another crap NFC East year. Wow. Where a 10 wins gets it done. Well, I tell you this is that I believe in superior processes and systems. <laughs> and the Eagles are are of that. Now, look, is that We I were just clowning this dude not I that know, long ago. I time. know. Uh, but, you know, for speaking poorly at that time or being kind we're of. We're going to have a system. Yeah. The best system. There's such a system. It's so good that the system itself creates its own system of <laughs> systems. It's like a Terminator. It's like a. What is the. the anyway. Um. T one thousand. Yeah, I was I thinking of the the tech, Skynet, <laughs> Skynet. But the uh, I'm going Cowboys. I'm going Eagles, and I think Jalen Hurts. I don't even think he needs to take a next step. I think he's been pretty good. Like I think he's been solid. I don't think he's lost them games. I think he's put them in good position. So if their defense got better, their offense ex- clearly got more explosive. He threw for like two hundred and four yards a game last year. Is that and still get still got it done? But he still yeah. Runs like done. How many wins there? They made the playoffs. They had right? like nine wins, right? Yeah. So they, they can, got better. If they got better in this offseason, like he does not have to be Justin Herbert to win games. Like he can. Look, Cam Newton, when Cam when we were doing great with Cam, Cam wasn't throwing 300-yard games. He was throwing 220 yards, and he'd have a 80 yards rushing. And it just and we played good defense. I think the Eagles are good on both sides of the ball. All right. I like the Eagles, too. I like the additions they got. I like A.J. Brown in Tennessee. Uh, Devontae Smith, is, I think, is going to be uh, due for another big year. 
Uh, I like the additions they have on defense, and uh, they just recently got Gardner Johnson, who's a young secondary guy who's going to literally fight for his team. Um, they also have uh, James Bradbury. They James, have, really? Yeah, they have James. Look, listen to, second, listen to their secondaries. James Bradbury, uh, Slay. Uh, yeah, and they have they've got players all over the place, man. Their team is stacked. My question is similar to what you asked about the Falcons, but can we make that for the Giants? I know I, they came to mind too. Are we just kind of putting them out to pasture? They say Saquon is healthy. Yeah. I know, I, I know. And if he is, that's awesome. But like Daniel Jones, does he? Apparently, I know it doesn't matter, Tony, but apparently he looked awful this offseason. Oh, uh, what was crazy is that I've seen him stand in the face of pressure before and deliver. Like, he, like you're getting, you're going to get crushed, and he took it. But he has felt some pressure in this preseason and just wet the bed. I mean, and we're talking like he threw the ball to the into the stand, like the sideline. It was like where the, when the Panthers got that punter and his first punt, he kicked it over the wall, like <laughs> in the wrong wall. Well, I heard Giants fans saying this. This was on uh, Pick Central, I think. They said Tyrod Taylor is going to screw us and come in and win and like win eight games, seven, eight games. Yeah. And by that, they mean mess Not up getting, a draft yeah. pick. Uh, all right, who's your NFC East pick? I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to take Dallas. Um, I am – it almost hurts me to say this. I'm very high on Dak Prescott. Okay. I, no, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong saying that. Yeah. I think he's underrated. Well, I just don't like to give Cowboys yeah. fans any, you know, happiness. Can CD Lamb fun. do it by himself? Basically, that's that's the big question. It, it, I think for the Cowboys to win the division, Ezekiel Elliott needs to definitely step it up from last year. I think he will, uh, but that that's going to be a big. A big piece of their offense. Yeah, will Gallup be healthy? This is, man, this is interesting. And, and can their defense continue to do what it's done? And, you know, they were good with Dan Quinn. NFC North, I am, uh, I'd love to, I can't pick Kirk Cousins. I'm going to go Packers. Yeah, I mean, this is, I don't even know if there's another team, like. I think the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings, how much fun are they on offense with Cook and Jefferson and Thielen and Irv Smith is back uh, at tight end off injury? Like, they, are going to score a million points, but what about know, the defense? Are they going to give up a lot of points? I, well, I, new coach, new. Well, I mean, we just don't know what to think about them, and they weren't good before, so it's kind of hard to just expect a new coach is going to come in there and make them great. Well, not too long ago, wasn't their defense one of the top in the well? In Zimmer, the yeah, Zimmer was a defensive. I mean, I think twenty sixteen. They're the one that put. Uh, um, oh, not Ota. Who is the longest yard guy? Not longest yard. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not Ota, not longest yard. You're talking about the blind side. Yes, that guy and Michael Orr. Orr, Orr. thank I knew you. I had an O. Not Ota, not longest yard. This is a new game where you got to figure out what Tony's talking I about. I think that that could be a great like uh, all right party game. Here you go, it's Tony. Like, like not Angels in the outfield. <laughs> not the White Sox. Uh, not rookie of the year yep <laughs> there you go well done that's how it's played all right who you got who you got cj green bay i'm gonna go green bay and when they win the division aaron Rodgers is going to pass out like a bunch of joints to his team oh <laughs> oh and smoke what is it called high school whatever it's i don't called. know if you smoke it or you drink the tea i don't know i don't want to mess with no cactus that makes you go into another planet <laughs> <laughs> like instead of cigars, I, 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 I don't know. I'm going to stay on Earth right now. 
NFC West. I'm going to let you guys go first. Mm. Who wants to go? Ooh, so this is... I don't like not the Niners. Seahawks. Niners, Cardinals. Who's the other team? Rams. The Rams. world champion. I'm, I'm going to take Rams. LA Rams. All right. Mm. I'm ready with my pick. I am i don't like taking repeats. I'm going Niners here. I say that, and I don't even know if I believe in Trey Lance. I just believe in Shanahan and what they do, and they're going to... I saw a tweet about how... I don't know if this is true, but they had like four running backs, one tight end, uh, or one four running backs, one fullback, three tight ends, and like three receivers on their roster. But he makes it work. It's going to work. Whatever they do is going to work. They're going to play some low-scoring games. I, I like the Niners. Imagine being in Clip Brock's front yard 20 years ago. Yep. And Kyle Shanahan playing football with us and coming into like he's like, All right guys, this is what I want you to do. <laughs> and you're like, huh? He's drawing that play it in works. the grass. Um I like the 49ers. I think that's a cool pick. I am gonna go Rams though. Ram tough, CJ. Yeah. I wanna pick San Francisco as well. I didn't go first because I was still thinking. But I think this I think the 49ers roster is constructed well enough that you can put Trey Lance out there and not ex- not need him to go beat another team you can have him you know be used as a game manager kind of what it seems like new england wants to do with mac jones except new england doesn't have a great roster put together but i believe san francisco does that uh 2012 season with rg3 shanahan man it was just i feel like they only ran like one play and there was like three variations of that play rg3 could hand it to Morris, he could keep it himself, or he could throw it over the middle to Pierre Garçon. And they just ran it over and over and over again, and it always worked. And I just I trust in, in Shanahan uh, to get it done. I think it was news earlier this week, but 49ers did bring back Jimmy G for one more year. That was weird. Um, do you think they'll have any packages for him, or are they just going to just have him sit on the sideline? I think he's a backup quarterback, yeah. I mean, why would you make a package for for Garoppolo? They didn't even give him the playbook. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. This is wild. Is that during and throughout all of training camp, they made him practice on the other side of the field by himself, <laughs> and he well, didn't have a playbook. It was I guess like, they thought he was going to another team, yeah. and they didn't want him to like share yeah. secrets. No, that's exactly right. But he went to work. <laughs> and he was just and then they there. said you're back on the team yeah and, and he was like, like i practice by myself <laughs> we have for a, a month a little very small like storage area outside of the building it's like if chandler we thought he was leaving we made we put an office outside of the building for chandler to work in you can be in the pirate radio annex just don't come inside and we're not telling you about our shows like i do a i don't even go to the staff meeting they, like they tell me to come they're like hey staff meetings at 10 30 you can look at that I I, like I, I literally walk in they're like no go to the office like you're by yourself i feel like that is weird in this case in that case that could be like a plus not going to meetings yeah like yeah staff that's meetings. a like, you know that's what? a positive. Like, hey can i just sit in this uh cafeteria over here while you guys are working on this all right let's take a well let's name some wild cards Name three. So I'll take. I'm, I'll give Panthers one of mine. Hold on, I'm gonna go Eagles, and I'll yeah, I'll go in the West and take the Rams and the Cardinals. That was pretty easy actually. Mm. With the Saints, Panthers, Vikings knocking on the door, maybe Commanders. For me, it was uh, since I picked the Panthers, I'm gonna go Bucks, 
And I'm going to go 49ers. And the third one is going to be Dallas. All right. I'm going to go Vikings. And then I'm going to go... I'm going to go Commanders. Ooh. And then I'm going to go... Give me the Cardinals. All right. One thing I do like, you have the Cowboys missing the playoffs. I can get on board with that. CJ. I will go uh, Rams. I will go vikings and eagles all right let's uh take a break talk afc when we return picking the divisions hour three morgan aylers joins us we're talking more pirates pack a lot more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Football Friday. Free beer Friday. Touchdown Friday. That's coming up tonight on WNCT Channel 9. Also the Blitz, the End Zone. Support our local high school football shows. We'll be airing Conley football right here on Pirate Radio 7 o'clock as they take on Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. What am I? Not tonight. And congrats to JP2, John Paul, winning their first game, 1913, yesterday. They played it early because they're private school. Well, they're like, so they're 3-0 and now. Is it? They've already played three games? <laughs> yeah. No, they haven't. Really? Yeah, totally. Wow, I did not realize. I thought it was their first game. No. Talk, talk to their head coach in the offseason, Sean Murphy. Charlie Murphy! Charlie Murphy! 3-0. Oh, okay, way to go, Saints. God, how'd they play? Well, how'd they Saints? start so early? School just started last week. Tony, it's week three of the high school football season. Wow. Wake up. Wake up. You know that highlight you kept showing me last night of the Conley tight end bulldozing a guy? Yeah, that happened this year. They've been playing. <laughs> They've been playing games. All right. Uh, crap. We're, we're out of time. Out of time here. Uh, thanks for joining us. AFC East. AFC East. Uh, before I, I'm not, I don't even want to hear your pick. It's I want to hear who you have th- as winning the second most games in the AFC East. Miami. Me too. Hashtag. All right, quick, quick, speed. Miami. Miami. There we go. Bills win. I don't like this now, so I'll say Patriots. Everybody yeah. can't agree. Jets. <laughs> yeah, boy. AFC North will start with CJ. Who wins your division, sir? I'm honestly not even that confident in Cincinnati, but I just think by default they're the best team in the division. They're not. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens with confidence to win that division. Uh, I'm going Cincinnati and Baltimore and number two. I'll go Ravens. All right. AFC South, two-horse race here. Here's a prediction, Tony. This is not bold. The Jaguars won't finish last in this division. I think the Jaguars are going to be feisty this year. I think that they are going to be maybe well this isn't a great comparison how many games the lions win last year two three 
Oh. Uh, so did the Jags. But the Lions were in a lot of close games. Like, I feel like the Jags are going to be feisty and win six this year, maybe. Cool. But anyway, <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, I will take the Colts to win this division. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the Colts are going to go deep in the playoffs this year. Okay. I'll go Colts, too. Me as well. And the West, I'm taking the last place team from a year ago to win this division. Mm -hmm. I am all in on Russ and the Broncos. Denver. Go ahead and take your team, Tony. I think I'm going with you. Uh, Well, I can't. I'm not going Chiefs this year. I know. You're going Herbert and Chargers. Go ahead Mm -hmm. and say. I don't love them, though. Really? I don't. Did you know the Chargers had eight players on the NFL Top 100, and that is the most out of any team ever in the league? Can you name those eight players? No, I don't. We don't uh, know. Herbert, James, Bosa, um, Derwin. Oh, you already said James. Sorry, Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and the uh, running back Eckler. Eckler. Okay, I'm going Chargers. All right, really? That's what it took. That's all it took. And oh, I forgot they got brilliant coach. Oh yeah. He's going to go for it at his own three-yard line on yes, fourth and is. eight in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, CJ. I'm going Chargers, too. That was the t- that was actually the team I picked a few weeks ago uh, when we all did the teams who were yeah. not in the playoffs that will make it, and I think they're going to win. You had the Colts, right? Yeah. yeah. I am also super excited about the Broncos, though. I got Russ and Jared Judy on my fantasy team. I am in love with Cortland Sutton. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Um, There you go. Wild cards. Hold on. Card. Oh. All right. I want to take. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take the Chargers. Wow. Three and from that division? I got. <clears throat> I might have the Bengals missing the playoffs after making the Super Bowl. If there's three wild cards, is it possible for an entire division to get into the playoffs? Is there a. It is. I don't know about the mathematical aspect of it, though. Wow. But yeah, I guess. All right. So give me the. Let's do it. Let's do it for fun. Give me my Dolphins. So I'm going Dolphins and who did I say? The uh, Chargers and Chiefs. All right. Y'all are up. I'm going Tennessee, Cincinnati. I'll get. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have the Patriots making the wild card again. Hold on. So you got Chiefs out, Raiders out, Chargers out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh no! Give me the Chargers. I'll I'll have the Patriots missing the playoffs. All right. I want Denver. I want um, the Ravens, and I want Miami. Mm, CJ. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas City, and I have Denver at the last wild card spot. All right. Picks are in. Next week, we will be picking freaking games. I guess we can pick freaking one. Freaking game. We're going to have freaking games next week. Tony, your first pick uh, selection you have to make this year. Next Thursday night, we'll have a game to recap. Bills at Rams. How Bills about at Rams? Buffalo is a two and a half point road favorite against the Rams. Wow. Man, I don't know. How, I love this game. What a game to kick it off Thursday night. Don't they do this every year? The, the oh, Super Bowl no, it should have been always plays. right. It should have been Cincinnati. Home. They could have played like that's what the Panthers did. We played Denver the first game, the back in 2016. Well, yeah, because they won the Super Bowl, right? But then we, you know, but the second team was in it. The Panthers right. ran. That was interesting. Um, I am gonna go. Um. Rams. I'll take Bills on the road. Me as well. 
Give me the Bills. They're going. They're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Tony, tell Ooh. us your. Uh, oh, we didn't even make a Super Bowl pick. You want to do that? My Super Bowl is Bills 49ers. Mm. And I'll take the. Uh, I'll take the. I'll take the Bills to win it. Ooh. Take the better quarterback. My Super Bowl is Chargers Bengals. What no, a, that would be two wait, FC that's two FC uh, Chargers and uh, who would be somebody on the NFC? Like who can even get there in the NFC? Everybody, because it's not that good. <laughs> All right, um, but if you pick the Eagles, you're banned from the show. Bucks, thank you. Do y'all want to pick one? All right, so the season, the NFL season starts with with Bills Rams. Oh, and it will end with Bills Rams. Okay. Give me the Chargers over the Bucks. Yeah. All right. Good job, fellas. Tony, what's your schedule this week with the C3 podcast? Uh, Friday night, free for all tonight, uh, where all the fans can come and join, be a part of it. Uh, Tuesday nights, and then back to the post game shows when that comes on. And we need Holt Nailers. We're rooting for more, oh, yeah. more than 15 and a half rushing yards tomorrow, is what I want. So this is legal, legal DFS, picks. daily fantasy. Daddy Fickle Stadium. Yeah. What is it uh, called? It's called prize picks. So you've got, um, you pick two things. They both have to come true for yeah. you to win. You can do more than Real two, money. But yeah. But one of yours you have is Holt Nailers over 15 and a half rushing yards. Yeah. So if you do use this prize picks app, you get a 100% bonus sign up if you use my code C3. C3. And uh, Holt Nailers, if he gets more than 15 and a half rushing yards, and Kenny McIntosh, the UGA running back, if he gets more than, if he gets 23 receiving yards, I turn 20 into 60. All right. Simple By the way, you need to watch the C3 Panther podcast anyway, but if you want to see a very cool intro, check it out, baby, because that intro is fire. We're doing great. We had 300 live viewers on Tuesday night. Speaking of fire intros, we got one. Shirley Rhodes has been in the lab. She's been in the lab. She has got something cooked up for tomorrow morning. All right. uh, Let's take a break. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, thank you. We'll come back. Hour three. We got a giveaway for you. 18-pack of Budweiser bottles. We got Morgan Aylers and a lot more on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday, a free beer Friday. we got an 18-pack of Budweiser coming your way at the end of this segment. So stay locked in for your chance to win. Shirley Rhodes. CJ Chanman, Clip Brock here with you, and joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line, you'll hear his voice booming at Daddy Ficklin Stadium 
on saturday he is morgan aylers joining us today on the program host of the high school huddle morgan how you doing sir good afternoon clint brock and crew how you doing it is almost game day we're excited man we made it we made it and uh we are ready to roll for saturday pregame coverage beginning 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate tailgate lots open up at 7 a.m morgan it's going to be a pirate party out there bright and early as uh seems like fans are really jacked up for the return of pirate football it's got something to do with the opponent it's got something to do with how the pirates played last year and uh how they got back to their winning ways, got back to bowl eligibility. People are excited about what Mike Houston's doing here, and hopefully it culminates in a great season uh, this season. Yeah, I think so. I think what you said is pretty much right on the right on the money. But you know, I think it was pushing close to sixteen thousand season tickets, maybe fifteen and a half, something like that. That's a, a testament to what this team did last year and the excitement around the program. And uh, this year, it's you know we've talked about it now almost ad nauseum about what the expectations are for this team. And I think there's no higher expectations uh, for this team than the players and the coaches themselves have for it. I think they really are excited about this year. I think they're, uh, they put in the work. They, they've got an older group of guys. And I was talking to, to somebody yesterday about what the difference was the last time we played NC State, which was, uh, I believe, Holton's sophomore year. And, uh, you know, Mike Houston's first game as a Pirate head coach would go up there and just get, you know, just demolished. You know, it's just the, the, the way the team was. And if you watch Coach Houston's press conferences then versus where they are now, it's like a night and day approach to the team because I, I think he really knows that this is a very experienced team. It's a four- or five-year player-led team. And these guys know what to expect. And, uh, I just think tomorrow's going to be a really fun atmosphere. I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement, and you know, you got a real quality opponent. NC State is a, is a good football team coming in, or they wouldn't be ranked, ranked as high as they are, I think 13th in one poll. And uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge for the Pirates. They're going to have to play well, and I think they're capable of doing that. So. Can't wait to finally – yeah, can't wait to finally kick it off, Morgan, and uh, going to be – some uh, some new look things inside Daddy Ficklin Stadium, and hopefully a uh, a new sound as well. Morgan, have you uh, you tested out anything up there? Or are you kind of just waiting to be there tomorrow and uh, talking to that microphone? Uh, I have not tested anything out. I, I was told I didn't need to bring my megaphone, so that's good. All right, um, but no, I, from what I understand, and I had a couple of folks, Greg Pierce and some other folks, sent me a uh, video of of the sound check yesterday when they turned everything on and did sound tests on it and sounds great and from a sound engineering standpoint from what i gather there's maybe like a six seven eight decibel difference from where the scoreboard end and the sound system actually comes out to the murphy center end which if you know that's obviously over 120 yards and you know for that little little of a drop off is just really a a really cool thing and i think you know, the ribbon panels, the new board, everything's in, and it's going to look really sharp. Hopefully, going to sound really good, and hopefully, I don't screw it up too bad. I got faith in you, Morgan. I know uh, you're still young in the game here, but I think you can do it. I, I got a feeling. I cannot wait is, to hear that first first down Pirates. What'd you say, Morgan? This is my 18th. Wow, season. that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, my 32nd basketball. Jeez, good, gracious. and you're only like 37 years old. It's crazy. Five, yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> Morgan Ayler's joining us. How about the news today? And again, I'm kind of just soaking this in because it happened when we were live on the air. But this, unless I'm missing some fine print, I think is really good for a school like East Carolina. Uh, college football playoff board of managers uh, voted Friday to expand the college football playoffs to 12 teams in 2026. They're encouraging uh, to try to start this as soon as 2024. But it says they approved the original 12-team model, which includes the six highest-ranked conference champions and six at-large teams. Let's face it, it's going to be tough for East Carolina to get in the playoff as an at-large, but if they win their conference and they're higher-ranked than the Mountain West champion or the Sun Belt champion or the MAC champion, it looks like, Morgan, uh, they would get in. And uh, I think this is uh, this is awesome as far as what I'm reading so far. I think it's it, it's great. Uh, I was excited when they expanded to the 14 playoff and, you know, people have been talking, do we go eight teams? Do we go 16 teams? I think 12 is a good number. And, and, you know, when you look at it, you'll have a quarterfinals, but probably between teams five through 12, and they'll probably see them accordingly. Then you'll have a quarterfinal or semifinals between the, the, the winners of those four games and the top four, and then you'll have the finals. So I think that's right. Is that right? Could be. Anyway, you'll eventually have a final. Is it three or four games they'll be playing, I believe. And, uh, you know, those are the, the kind of games you want. Those are the best football uh, games to be played. But I think you're going to have to space it out a little bit because, obviously, it'd be tough to play on a one Saturday then come back and play the next game on the following Saturday against a team that's had a bye. Now, how long they spread it out or what they do, I don't know what the details are, but I think it's great. And I think it's great for the Pirates and, you know, their move and, uh, you know, this group of five or power six or however you want to call it. It's uh, I think it's great for college football, but I think you're going to also see a big change in the landscape of college football in the next two to three, four years. I really think you're going to see a lot of movement. Uh, I was listening to uh, one of the uh, talking shows driving around when I was coming home last night from uh, my gig in Washington, I was listening to one of the shows and they were talking about the money that is out there from the ACC and versus the SEC and how much more Vanderbilt makes from a conference standpoint than say Clemson or, you know, one of the Carolina or whoever in the ACC. And it's like 18 to $20 million a year difference. So there's going to be a lot of movement. And I think the loyalty from some of these schools and in like the Atlanta coast conference isn't going to be there. It's going to be money driven. And and I guess this makes me feel better, too, because the, the talk of that big giant split of like 1A and 1AA going that route again and maybe East Carolina being on the outside looking in, if they're going to do this, you know, it, it seems like they're going to at least keep the model they're in now with everybody playing at the FBS level. I, I don't know. I may be off on that, Morgan. Maybe, maybe they'll split and go this route and – there will only be six conferences. I, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It gives me a little hope that it, you know the East Carolinas of the world will have a say in what happens in uh, in the playoffs moving forward. I would hope so. I think this this format, based on what they I read a little while ago and heard today, is based on the current anatomy of college football. Right. Yeah. The current the current conferences and the current alignment yeah. of college football. But I, I still think though I think there's going to be a uh, 9.9 on the Richter scale movement in college football within the next three or four years. You're going to see a lot of big schools move and, and shift because they're the, 
the powers that be that make these decisions isn't the NCAA. And it's not the, the, the athletic directors having a meeting and saying, okay, the college football board or whatever saying, we're going to do this. It's the folks that make the money and that are the driven and uh, television dictates how much money they're going to have. You know, it's a big, big deal last week. I think it was the big 10 um, having their big deal with Fox and BC, that kind of deal. And those are billions of dollars. And when you're talking that kind of money, there are going to be decisions. What's best for me. It's not going to be the loyalty to the league anymore. It's what's best for me. And I think you're going to see a lot of schools shift in the next three or four years. Morgan Ayler's joining us. High School Huddle coming your way at 6 o'clock. D.H. Conley football coming your way at 7. The Vikings are 2-0. and If they want to get to 3-0, uh, they're going to have to play their best game in a long time. This Cleveland team looks really tough, Morgan. Yeah, Cleveland, the, you know, the Rams, they're traditionally in the last probably 10 years or so, they've been one of the more dominant teams in uh, high school football. And, you know, it's just they're the same way this year. When they knocked off Rose last week. Rose played them tough early on, 21-21 at halftime, and I think it was 43-21 was the final score. And when you're looking at uh, Conley, you know, they beat Laney, then they beat Carey uh, last week. And But you've got Cleveland coming into Hollywood Crossroads, so it's going to be a good matchup. I know Coach Connors really put a lot of time in scouting the Rams, and uh, there's going to be a great crowd out there tonight. And, again, Pirate Radio will have all the action coming up tonight around 7 o'clock. A full preview of the area action coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, on the High School Huddle with Morgan Aylers. Morgan, thanks for joining us today. Have a great game day tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, man. Sounds good. Look forward to it. And it's going to be rocking in Dowdy Ficklin tomorrow. And, uh, Pirate Nation, it's time for, to stand up and be heard. Yes, sir. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. Morgan Aylers. Where it is a first down. Pirates. Pirates. Wow, you really do do every voice, huh? I try. Very impressive. All right, uh, Shirley Rhodes, open up that Pit Electric live line because it is time for some beer. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250 is the number. Shirley, what color are we looking for today? 12. And you must be 21 or older to win an 18-pack of the King of Beers. Bud Heavy. It is Budweiser, and it is yours if you are 21 or older. And our caller number 12, we're doing it right now, and we're talking to Brian North when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has one of the big, uh, biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina, and you can shop online today at eastcarolinachryslerdodge.com. 
East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. And congratulations to Josh Aldridge of Greenville was our big winner on our Free Beer Friday. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Flip. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer. We got uh, the Chan Man here, the man of Chan. Uh, by and the way, we got a couple Ellerbys in the house. Yes, sir. Right got Papa Ellerby in the house. A couple of generations. Saw Hunter walking around here. I think Ellerby put him to work earlier today. So uh, it, it is full systems go. Hunter was at work and the Dreyfus twins were at work. Man. They're the new interns. <laughs> Putting in the work. I've seen them. I haven't seen Troy all day. No. Weird <laughs> I haven't that, seen Troy. Weird how that works. All right. Let's uh, head back out to the Pit Electric Live line. We are joined by Brian North getting you ready for your Friday night high school action. We'll talk course ecu nc state and a lot more north how you doing on this friday sir pretty good if it's pit electric i feel like it should be shocking news or something so i'll try to be electric here on the radio i need your electricity i need a shocking prediction from you for ecu nc state tomorrow what, what do you got uh, <laughs> it'll be shocking to pirate fans that i pick nc state that when I start seeing people like uh, a Winston-Salem radio personality picking ECU. Oof, that was the down. nail in the coffin right there, Brian. <laughs> so I thought the same thing. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals that everybody starts getting on that that upset pick. And I, uh, Ariel Epstein texted me and said, uh, what, uh, State's an 11.5-point favorite, I believe. Yeah. And so, obviously, Vegas believes in NC State. And I always think Vegas is filled with pretty smart guys who keep building new hotels and um, look, NC State's talented. They've got such a, a core of people back. They're not going to be scared by the environment. They played in hostile areas before. If they don't turn the ball over, NC State wins, right? I just think they're a little superior in talent and depth, and, and that defense is uh, is good. The, the combined score of their last two meetings has been something like 95-9, to nine, and the offensive line has fallen apart. ECU's offensive line is better. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Are they still good enough? handle probably an underrated and untalked about uh, NC State's defensive line that I think is pretty good. So if ECU's offensive line is better, if ECU can find some way to turn Devin Leary over, who was, what, 35 touchdowns and five interceptions last year hmm. and, their new, and that crazy defense, they would have to turn Devin Leary over. Offensive line would have to play perfect. NC State's going to have to make mistakes. That, that happens, ECU gets the upset win. I just just hard to predict those things, so I'd probably say NC State wins, but they don't cover. I think ECU's right in the game, but I think NC State wins at the end. Brian North joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Brian, I'd, I'd rather be the underdog than the favorite, but the only thing worse than being the favorite is being a trendy underdog. The, you know, the the underdog that everybody loves. And, you know, Scott Van Pelt, uh, he loves the Pirates. He's going to pick them anyway, but. He uh, said on SportsCenter he likes ECU plus the points. And not a lot of people say an outright win, but a lot of people say Pirates plus the points tomorrow. And uh, much improved East Carolina team from the last two time, uh, last time these two teams met. Something we don't mention in that breath is a uh, much improved NC State team as well. And you kind of touched on it there that while we've been getting better, uh, they have uh, been getting better as well. I did say to Chandler yesterday, and Tony Haynes joined us, and kind of going over some names that left um, NC State and Bam Knight uh, in the NFL now, uh, their talented receiver uh, from last year, and also the Panthers' first-round pick. So they lost talent, but to be 13th in the country kind of shows what Dave Dorn's been doing there, to lose that NFL talent and still be uh, where they are. 
I've always said Dave Doran is Herb Sendek, who they just kept around. Remember Herb Sendek had a good basketball player? Yeah, yeah, get him to the tournament. Nothing great, nothing terrible. Yeah. But they'd win, yeah. and then State fans got mad because it wasn't flashy, and then he said a Carolina win was the same as any other win, and they ran him out. <laughs> So, yeah, you can't do that. But Dave Dorn has been a quiet leader who's effectively built a program everywhere he's gone. Yeah, there's been one or two hiccups along the way, but everybody goes through that. But the COVID extra year has really helped his program this year. And it's just can State win that big game now. They beat Clemson last year, but now can they beat the Wake Forest? Can they beat them, all these teams all the time and, and make that move to a top-10 team? That's what they're battling right now, and that's always been kind of their deal. But Dave Dorn's always had that steady leadership you know, just kind of follow me. Devin Leary kind of follows that example as well. But there's a quiet intensity there. Uh, learning some new things about Dave I didn't know. Great article uh, ESPN did about Ruff and McNeil and their relationship. And that Dave's dad is going through uh, Alzheimer's and uh, out for, in California. And so he empathizes with, with Ruffin so much. And, and just what kind of great leader he is to understand his players and what they go through. And I, his players love playing for him. I haven't found anybody who hates playing for Dave Doran. He just does it quietly and effectively. And so the only thing maybe you can help hope for for ECU is they're bored. Being such a veteran team, they're bored for the offseason and haven't prepared as well. But somehow I don't think that's happened. Brian North joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. We'll check in with North coming up hour four of the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up on Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. We get underway at 8 a.m. Brian, uh, another team, another trendy, very trendy underdog pick and the line is just about a pick them so it's not even that much of an underdog but when you go by names uh, appalachian state hosting north carolina tomorrow north carolina looked pretty good on offense uh, drake may last week gave up more yards and points to florida a&m than uh, i know uh, gene chizik's happy with but uh, how about that matchup coming up saturday in boone man i'm so upset that it's that that game is going on yeah. at the same time as ecu nt stakes i would love to eat either watch or at least go to that game because that's going to be so much fun. Mac Brown returning to App State where he used to be the head coach. Uh, App State beat UNC in 2019. If you listen to Mac this week, he went all Lou Holtz and said there's no way they should be the, the favorite. They should be a huge <laughs> underdog in this one. You know, they've got the freshman quarterback going on the road for the first time to a hostile environment to take on a team with a six-year quarterback. Now, he doesn't mention the six-year quarterback is this is his third team, and so there's some red flags there. Uh, wherever this kid is gone, but uh, that's going to be such a, a fun environment. But Mac Brown standbagging this week just made me laugh. They'll certainly have the more talent on the field, but App State's like NC State. They've used that COVID extra year to keep guys around who may not quite be NFL good, but are Division One college good, and so they're stacked with a lot of experience there. So that's just going to be a fun game. Same deal. If UNC turns it over, they don't have a chance. But uh, if they take care of the football, there's a real good chance they can sneak into Boone and get Mac one where he's uh, where he used to be a pretty good coach back in the day. The uh, the mental gymnastics these coaches play, where they want to be respected, and if they're not, <laughs> they they point at it and say, "Hey, look what they're saying about us." And then when they get over respected and they're the favorite they uh how are we the favorite i mean this team is great we it's crazy they can't be pleased brian you just can't please a, a head football coach it's all the michael jordan way of thinking right don't ever don't ever get uh happy with what people are saying or complain. you find some way to get angry about stuff there you go motivate your team that way so it worked for michael jordan coaches are always trying to battle that especially now that 
players all have their own phones and social media and NIL deals and everybody's pumping them up. It's even harder to control that message than ever before for coaches. Brian, uh, bounce back win last night for J.H. Rose. They knock off Northeastern 48 to 26, coming off a loss to the power that is Cleveland. uh, And Cleveland uh, gets a crack at D.H. Conley tonight. We'll have that game for you right here on Pirate Radio. The 2 0 Vikings taking on Cleveland, and I know they've taken their lumps over the years. Uh, has Conley to this Cleveland football team, and uh, they'll try to get him tonight, Brian, but, man, they look pretty tough. Cleveland rocks, right? They're uh, top 16 and the uh, number 16 in the uh, state poll, and that's all teams in North Carolina. They lost the Hampton kid who went to North Carolina and was in the end zone as a true freshman uh, last Saturday night, uh, but they've, they're stacked. If you start looking um, in the eastern half of the state, top-tier programs include Newburn, Havelock, Tarboro, 71st, and you can include now Cleveland in there that's consistently good year in, year out, and expected to be in the Eastern Finals at least. And that's kind of the program they've built there right now. And so uh, what they did to Rose last week, who was on its redemption tour, Rose is beating teams that beat them last year, except for Cleveland. And I think Conley's going to have its hands full. But what a great test for the 2-0 Vikings and Isaiah Crumpler, who's uh, as good as advertised so far, just received his offer from Mike Houston and ECU the other day, the first day of eligibility to get it. And so, look, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if Conley has enough depth, but it's certainly going to be a great litmus test to kind of figure out where they stand in the East pecking order and in the, that big Carolina conference. It's kind of funny. Yesterday, Brian, I was talking to uh, Willie Smith. You remember Willie Smith, East Carolina offensive lineman, played in the NFL? And uh, he was here in the skip and beginning of rough. And we were talking about high school football. Um, he is the brother-in-law of C.J. Wilson, so we were talking a little North Pitt and, and Rose and Conley, and I mentioned Cleveland and how good they were, and he was like, Cleveland, I, I remember when they were just kind of getting going. Are they, They're good now? And I said, yeah, they're a power. So it was kind of funny. I guess we're going back, what, 15 years or so, and uh, he was remembering when I guess they were just kind of getting started or whatever. Yeah, they were the brand-new school in the, in the Clayton area, and uh, they Everybody's like Cleveland. They thought they were would wear orange uniforms <laughs> yeah. for the Rams. It confused everybody, but now they they've built and Clayton's not bad either. Football in that area is not bad in the southeast suburb or southeast area of Raleigh. It's kind of built up, but right now that area is, is playing really well. But Cleveland, no, that's been kind of the go-to spot in that area for kids if they want to be on a good football team. So that that program has gone grown really quickly in the 15, 20 years it's been around. Brian, what other games are you highlighting tonight on the Blitz? So it's a big rivalry night here in Labor Day weekend. We've got, um, and they may not be great matchups, but they're awesome on paper. You've got West Craven at Newburn, which on paper looks like a blowout, but you never know with rivalries. Uh, uh, West Craven had some kids thrown out of the game against South Central last week, so they'll be a little shorthanded going into Caruso Coach Stadium. Kinston and Aiden Grifton have had some legendary games through the years. They'll be going at it. Rich Lance, East Duplin are neighbors. They'll uh, be going at it. Rich Lance coming off that big win over Southwest Onslow. Uh, Dixon at Topsell is another border war. Croatan, East Carteret. So a lot of border war neighbor-type games that, that they're, we're featuring tonight, and, and those always make uh, covering sports fun. Good stuff. Check it out on the Blitz tonight, WCTI 12. Brian North joining us today on the Pit Electric Live Line. North will check in with you tomorrow uh, and talk a little more ECU-NC State with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Sounds good, Clippy. Thank you, North. Brian North, the Blitz, coming your way tonight, WCTI 12. Brian North joining us on the Pitt Electric Live Line. They're hiring at Pitt Electric. If you want to join their team, go to pittelectric.com. 
Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show HV3 on his way to the Live Tour. In fact, I guess playing today, right? So uh, HV3 kind of stinks. It's more difficult to follow and I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to be watching of HV3 moving forward just because it's hard to find right now. Uh, He was playing earlier. Let me see where he stands because he was close to the top of the leaderboard. And so... uh, Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard update? Leaderboard update. As of an hour ago, he was two under tied for 12th. All right. There you go. So that's all I know right now. Chandler? The Buck. Oh, yeah. That is the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by The Buck. The Buck. You're going to be hearing that a lot tomorrow. We'll be giving you scores around the country on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by The Buck. Games tonight, college football, 7 o'clock, ESPN2, Western Michigan at Michigan State, ESPNU. Virginia Tech at Old Dominion is at 7 o'clock. Temple and Duke play 7.30 on the ACC Network. Fox Sports 1 at 8 o'clock, Illinois at Indiana. And TCU is at Colorado, 10 o'clock on ESPN. Those games uh, tonight on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Take a break. Come back. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joins us right after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all the boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. And as we head back into the show, clip I was uh, just double-checking, Harold Varner's status on the Live Golf Tour. He is currently tied for 17th in the uh, first round at two under, he is six shots off the lead. Thank you for that update on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Country Mart, not a bad spot if you're thinking about some tailgate food early tomorrow morning. Cheese biscuits? Yeah, some biscuits, maybe a dog, sausage dog. Uh, yeah, that'd be a, uh, a good idea for your Saturday early morning tailgate, the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll kick off at 8 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. Of course, we're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. All right, let's uh, head back out to the Pit Electric Live Line. Joining us, host of the Golf Shop Radio Show, Mark Greenheld. Greeny is here on a Friday. Greeny, how you doing today, man? Doing great, Cliff. How you doing? Doing good, and uh, we will 
preempt the golf shop radio show on saturday because we'll be here 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate but you can catch it right here on pirate radio next saturday or you can stream it as well and uh, the golf world continuing uh to chatter about pga versus live tour and it hit kind of close to home this week greeny as uh harold varner the third announcing he will be joining the live tour and no matter how people feel about this it seemed like harold was at least respected in the statement that he made that this is indeed about the money this is about money for myself my family my future family and everything in between so i saw people give harold credit for that of course there's a lot of folks that are not down with the live but uh is what it is at this point and and kind of disappointing greeny to not see him on the pga tour anymore and i don't honestly know how much i'm ever going to see him golf again because as of this point i have not followed the live at all yeah, I mean, I guess it all comes down to whether Liv finally gets a TV contract or if you choose to go the streaming route, but uh, that doesn't work all that great from what I understand. But, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we know Michael Jordan kind of advised him against doing it. It'll be interesting to see if that sponsorship deal stays around with, uh, you know, with the Jordan brand. But, uh, you know, I mean, you can respect him. I mean, at least he fessed up and said it's about the money. Uh, although it's like, you know, you can't really make yourselves out to be starving. I mean, Heflin's <laughs> made over $10 million on just the PGA Tour. That doesn't count the fact that he won the Australian Open, made a big paycheck there, and he won on the DP World Tour, made a big check there. So uh, nobody's going hungry over in the Varner clan. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is a lot of money. It's hard to pass up, and but you have to accept the consequences. Number one, you have to be ready for the backlash, which I don't know if he was quite prepared for the backlash that he got, nor was Cam Smith for that matter. But, you know, from his standpoint, he got to play in the majors this year. That might not happen again yeah. if your world ranking starts to fall. So um, that might be a one and done in the majors for him. So we'll see how it all plays out. But unless they get our official world golf ranking points, uh, guys like him are not going to get an opportunity to play in those majors again. No, that's a good point. We really enjoyed seeing him, of course, uh, you know, Masters and, and the other majors, and now what happens from here uh, with HV3. So uh, following the championship, Greeny, what does the, the, the golf schedule look like the remainder of uh, going into this fall? What are we uh, looking forward to? So right now, this week, you have the, uh, the, the finals on the Corn Ferry Tour. Now, what makes this intriguing is basically you took 75 guys off of the money list or off the points list from the Corn Ferry Tour. 25 of those guys had already earned, earned PGA Tour cards in the regular season. The other 50 are trying to garner the other 25 cards that are available. But you also add in numbers 126 through 200 from the PGA Tour, that choose to play. Now, some of those guys may have uh, all kinds of different exemptions that they can get in, career money lists and things like that, where they may, so you may not, you won't see necessarily a field of 150 total players, but this is the last event for them. And, you know, you got a chance to get your cards. So that's one of the big things that's on tap here. Then we get a couple of weeks off until the President's Cup. And then after the President's Cup, we start the new season. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to. And obviously, live. Uh, is playing uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. So if you want to at least tune into the leaderboard and uh, see if Phil Mickelson can actually shoot under par, maybe you do that. <laughs> Grady, uh, did you see, by the way, back to live real quick before we move on, uh, Fred Couples' comments, his tweet yesterday about earning uh, what he got and, and you know playing four days and all that? 
Yeah, uh, Freddie Couples did that. Gary Player apparently uh, had a rather revealing interview as well for somebody who's actually, um, you know, has some sponsorship through the Saudis. Um, I think he had some pretty stern comments as well. So there are some of the uh, the big names in the game, along with Tiger Woods, that have stepped up and, and made their point. And again, I, I think that, this, you know, we, we talk about somebody like Cam Smith, who's supposedly exempt for all the majors for the next five years. We don't necessarily know that. We don't know if the major championships are going to make a specific rule that somehow knocks all those guys out from playing. Yeah. You know, and again, we talk a lot about Liv. My question to Liv is, when you go to their website, Clip, there are 19 guys still listed as players who aren't going to play this week. Right. Um, they've been basically replaced by other guys who have defected over. So what happens to those 19 guys? Those guys essentially aren't allowed to come back to anything PGA Tour related. They may still be able to play some DP World Tour stuff, but they kind of have a, a you know a check mark next to their name, and, and they don't have anywhere to play at the moment. And, and they were kind of fed a bill of goods, and they don't have anywhere to go. So it's interesting, how again, how it's going to continue to play out as we go forward. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Mark Greenelge Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Greeny, great to have football back. And we've got NC State at East Carolina coming up on Saturday. Uh, going to be rocking here in Greenville. We've already seen some ACC teams in action. Wake Forest winning last night. North Carolina, Florida State uh, knocking off some FCS teams last, last week. But uh, kind of feels real this week. How about Virginia Tech, Old Dominion tonight? That's going to be a good one in Norfolk. You've got North Carolina at Appalachian State. we got an ACC matchup involving your Clemson Tigers coming up on uh, Monday as they take on Georgia Tech. So a uh, good slate of Week 1 games. Looking forward to it. Anything in particular? are you looking forward to this weekend obviously that uh the notre dame ohio state game is going to be the big game on the on the slate uh you know ohio state kind of one of those teams that you feel like is kind of slated already for the playoff notre dame is one of those teams that you think is kind of on the fringe uh, they got a tough schedule how do they handle it coming right out of the gate uh you know and and obviously with, uh, with my Clemson Tigers on Monday night, they get a, a, a solo uh, game on the slate. No other games going on, and uh, we'll see. We know that uh, both quarterbacks are going to play. DJ's going to get the start, but uh, I, I don't know how long his leash is going to be. Um, the offensive line has gotten rave reviews. Clemson's receivers are fairly healthy. Uh, got some good tight ends. The running backs are ready to go. So if the offense isn't moving and it comes down to a problem that it's, you know, DJ not completing passes, he might get the hook, and uh, you might see old Cade in there flinging it around for us. So, again, those are some things to look for. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at Pitt last night. Like, I had Pitt on upset alert. Yeah. I also have NC State on upset alert. You know, you, against ECU. I mean, you, you look at a team that has the expectations coming in for NC State. They haven't handled it well in the past. How do they handle it in game one this year against what should be a W for them? But you never know. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, talking golf, talking football. We will not have the Golf Shop Radio Show here on Pirate Radio tomorrow due to the Bud Light pregame tailgate, but Greeny and the crew will be back next Saturday. But if folks want to check it out, Greeny, uh, they can stream it, right? Yeah, just go to thegolfshopshow.com, and there'll be a listen live button, and you can click that, and you can pick up the, the stream. Good deal. Greeny, uh, thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the show tomorrow and the football, and we'll uh, reconvene, talk again next Friday. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenhills, Golf Shop Radio Show on the Pit Electric Live Line.
right, let's take a break. Come back. When we return, we will wrap it up. Our final show before ECU Football 2022. Give our final thoughts before we head into uh, tomorrow morning's Bud Light pregame tailgate when we return on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was down 337 points, closed out the week at 31,318. NASDAQ was down 154 points at 11,630. The S&P dropped 42 and closed out the week at 3,924. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Coming off an awesome crowd last night at the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. Now Freeboot Friday is absolutely rocking. It is ridiculous across the street. It just got started at 530. It's already a jam Oh, no. It was, it was packed before 530 because there were a bunch of folks out there a little after 5 o'clock. A lot of crackers out. Little crackers out there to see Uncle Cracker tonight. <laughs> what time is Cracker You Crackers going, going over there? Uh, this cracker is going home and getting ready for tomorrow morning's Bud Light okay, pregame. I was just tailgate. curious. Yeah, this, this cracker will be cracking it up with old Uncle Cracker. Are you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Always. Huh. Okay. Are you going there? Yeah, I am going there. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, give us a full report tomorrow morning. Sure, I'll be glad to. Are right. you going to be here on time? Is the question. Oh, that was a reference. Oh, you know, I've already thought about it this week. I thought about it about over I, i've had that terrible thought of oversleeping like i did for one of those games last year i didn't want to say it to chandler because i'm scared of myself oversleeping tomorrow i, I mean i've got backup alarm clocks in my wife and daughter as well hopefully so uh i should be good um but karma is a real thing last night at the pirate radio party this guy comes up to me and he says what do you think about carson wentz this year and i'm like eh and he says, I'm uh I'm so and so, Miller, something Miller, Brian Miller, Bobby Miller. And then he's like, I talked to you on uh on Twitter, I'm an Eagles fan. You used to always trash me and Carson Wentz when he was on the Eagles. And I was like, Oh, and now he's with my team. That's called karma right there. And uh, we had a good laugh at that. So um no, it was fun talking to everybody last night at the party though, Chandler. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I had one guy that said that me and you were meant to be me and you were really good together that's a little disturbing i took i I, I was very uh flattered (laughs) all right uh i'll tell you what the new hot duo here is shirley and i and our rendition of hold on by wilson phillips (sighs) why yes do i need to take the stream off early nah i can't i got nothing left in me i gotta save it for tomorrow our our group is called clips and clips and (laughs) shirless clips phillips can we do uh clips and shirlips yeah <laughs> okay whatever yeah we'll be performing after uncle cracker tonight uh, what you got 
I, don't, oh, I just, you, uh, I just oh, don't Chandler think... wants to do something real quick. We ain't got... Do we have time? Yeah. I don't think we have time. We, all right. Let's or do, do you, it real quick. All right. Okay. Chandler wants to... <laughs> this is, Jameis Winston is the most unintentionally funny guy ever. Yes. Such a... I don't know what he is. He's got this way too long like pregame speech he did with the team that the, and we have to repeat what Jameis says okay so let's do this to get ready for tomorrow so real quick all right Chandler and y'all have to repeat it one two three into the four the Bucks Q's and C's coming out that dough now we don't know how to do these rhymes. Now we, we don't know how to do these rhymes. About pancake blocks and throwing dimes. We know about pancake blocks and throwing dimes. The time has come for us to compete. The time has come for us to compete. Now we gotta do it one way, one team, one heartbeat. We gotta do it one way, one team, one heartbeat. Still going. Let's have a great day. Let's go out here and have a great day. Let's kick some dag ass, Tampa Bay. And let's kick some dag ass, Tampa Bay. What? Huh? Oh, me. Chandler's been laughing because then it cuts to Ryan Fitzpatrick and he goes, Speech was a little long. Yeah. Speech was very long. It was just pretty good, but it kind of felt like it ran on a little long. All right, we'll see you at 8 a.m. Saturday morning yes, on sir. the Bud Light pregame tailgate for Shirley Road, CJ Schaefer, Chan Man, the crew here at Pirate Radio. Have a good night's sleep. Get ready for game day. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 8 a.m. Bud Light pregame tailgate. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.